Hello and good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Green Pass Gaming Weekly Podcast. I'm actually the co-host, Puxley, speaking in today. Uh, Flap was a bit bogged down during the week with the topics, so I had to help put those together. And then we thought, let's run with it, and then I'll be trying to drive this show a little bit today and then seeing what we can get out of it. So this week, of course, was the Game Awards, and we're here to talk everything Game Awards because there was a lot of stuff that was revealed to us, new and current stuff. And of course, we had the main category awards themselves. And interestingly, we saw a lot of stuff with the Microsoft flag on it today. So we're going to be jumping into some of that later into the show. But I guess, as always, uh, at the start of the show, I shall introduce everybody. So yes, um, the the main host of the show is the second in command tonight, I think. So Flap, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's a bit peculiar, isn't it, being at this side of the flight control deck? But um, <laughs> yeah, no, looking forward to it. I thought we'd shake things up a little bit. And like you say, I've been a bit smashed at work this week. So um very grateful for you putting the show notes together and stuff. And uh, yeah, like you say, you know, if you're putting the show notes together, you might as well uh, have a go at the flight deck and, and drive the show, man. I mean, you're more than capable and it's going to be a great show. And we've got some fantastic uh, elements of the Game Awards to talk about tonight. And we've got a fantastic uh, crew, as always, with us. Unfortunately, no VJ. Um, he, he's not able to make tonight. So um, sending out, um, you know, best wishes to VJ and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I hope he does well. As you say, uh, VJ, unfortunately, can't make it. Um, but we have got our two... I suppose almost regular guests that we have on now. Love having these guys on as always. I'll do a very quick introductions and seeing what we've been playing because we've got quite a lot to dive into tonight, I'd argue. So to start off with, Luke Steele, we have again onto the show. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm well, thanks, folks. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me back on. Um, it's been a it's been a good week. Well, an interesting week for gaming, and Game Awards have been part of that. So really delighted to be here and talk about it. Yeah, fantastic. I say I, I always see it as you know get to this get to this end of the year and it kind of feels like you know game announcements and game news is always drying up and it's just kind of looking forward to christmas but then this, this is i always see this as like the second e3 and i quite enjoyed what we saw tonight so again i'm looking forward to jumping into these topics um again and lastly but definitely not least as always we have scott sx2 into the chat how are you doing evening pucks evening everyone thank you very much for having us again i'm i'm doing very well thank you how how's how's things going so far pucks how, how are you feeling about about the change of roles tonight uh a bit nervous i'm not gonna lie i've not really done this before uh <laughs> doing great, again, we do love just t talking games and that's all i want to do tonight with you guys so again got a lot of stuff to talk about um i will do a very quick run for actually as to what each of us have been playing and i think i'll start from top to bottom so flap anything in particular you've been playing this week yeah, well, as always, I'm still grinding away at Valhalla, in all honesty. I, I've put um, probably over probably about 87 hours now, coming up for 90 hours into Valhalla. And oh, I, nice. I am I am getting some open world syndrome or fatigue, as it were. Um, I'm about level 270 around that sort of thing. So most of the game's unlocked to me now, and uh, I, I'm defeating enemies with kind of panache and style now i'm actually starting to enjoy taking on some of the bigger bosses and things some of the zealots for those that have played it um yeah no, i'm having an absolute great time I'm, I'm just desperate to to get it kind of in a position where i'm happy to put it down because um my copy of cyberpunk 2077 turned up the other day but it's a it's a christmas gift from my from my two girls so i'm not allowed to play it until christmas day so um <laughs> I'm hopefully, really cool. <laughs> well hopefully i'm gonna get finished in valhalla in the meantime and hopefully uh cyberpunk might be patched by then as well 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure we've all heard the stories about it. I mean, we may touch on a bit about that tonight, but again, that's for later on. Uh, Luke, how about yourself? What have you been playing this week? Um, so I have been um, trying to play Cyberpunk on PC, um, failing uh, a lot of the time because um, it's quite atrocious in many respects. Um, even but the, on PC? I thought even PC on, was e- the best one. Uh, nope. I mean, it is the best one in terms of performance and looks uh, by far, you know, if you get the, uh, if you've got the hardware to run it. Um, but I've had this this awful um, bug where the game just crashes at randomly for no apparent reason that it's apparently going around multiple different rig configurations. So it's it's not something specific uh, to my rig. It's just Cyberpunk being Cyberpunk. Um, and I, it, it turns out that uh, it doesn't like controllers uh, at all. So it just crashes uh, on my system if I try and connect a controller. So I have to uh, keyboard and mouse it, which is fine because I, I normally would anyway. But um, occasionally I'll play with controller. So um, the bits I have played are, are brilliant. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a bit of a battle at the moment. So uh, that um, I've also been playing Call of the Sea, which I think is on screen now. Actually, oh, I'm uh, intrigued to know what or, you make of that. Or it was, uh, yeah, um, which is really really great. Actually, really enjoyable. I really like those kind of just short narrative games, and I've I found it um, quite good. I was a bit disappointed about the performance on Series X, though. This this kind of it's kind of a bit up and down in frame rate in some areas, which surprise me but um great game uh and uh i've been playing hades as well uh finishing up uh several runs on that which is still grabbing me so no oh, fantastic so i think the only one out of those that i've played recently is uh called the sea but um i said i've been playing it on pc but i have a 21 by 9 monitor and the game i don't think is very well optimized so far to uh different kind of res- um, aspect ratios and the normal 16 by 9 so I, I the camera feels a bit zoomed in so i've kind of had to stop myself from playing it unfortunately but i've been enjoying that game as well um and finally but definitely not least again scott sx2 what have you been up to this week yeah so speaking of call of the sea that's been the thing i've been playing the most this this weekend actually i played a couple of hours today um, i'm probably about 75% of the way through that. So um, obviously if, if we do chat about it a little bit, I'll try, try not to, to spoil it if I'm ahead of anyone. Um, but mainly that and also Dragon Quest Eleven, I've made a start on this 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 mm. past week. So a couple of games from Game Pass. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven's so I think meant to be about 50, 60 hours. So I thought I'll, t- I'll take a call of the sea um, before I go back to Dragon Quest. So I think it's only meant to be about five or six hours. So um, so yeah, just, just those two at the moment alongside my usual multiplayer suspects like apex legends rocket league call of duty and, and and the like so yeah but really really enjoying call of the sea actually it kind of caught me off guard a little bit i'd seen it somewhere at a microsoft show and i think it kind of looked a little bit like sea of thieves in terms of its art style um but i hadn't really paid it too much of attention uh and then yeah i thought oh, I'll, I'll check it out and really, you really guys, enjoying it so far. you guys finding the puzzles a little bit obtuse in some regards some of them, yeah. I think there was. I think there's one in chapter two that I did have to look up. If I'm being perfectly honest, yeah. um, but I, I'm not that good. Or, or maybe that's not the right word. I don't play an awful lot of puzzle games, so part of it was am um, I just not getting it? But somebody who was more maybe accustomed to puzzle games maybe pick, pick up things that I didn't. But I did have to look up um, a bit on chapter two. Um, yeah, it kind of doesn't hold your hand much, really, does it? You just kind of got to figure it out as you go. 
Yeah. Ah, good. I say I'm, I'm really again because of the aspect ratio issue. I've not really jumped into it too much. I'm kind of again Christmas Eve is where my series X should be turning up, so I'll be div- diving into a lot of content then. So a lot of things on my list. And I suppose yeah, just for myself, I've mainly been playing Ghost of Tsushima this week because I told myself I was going to try and finish it before the series X arrived, and I definitely did that yesterday. I finished the game, and I also did most of the content anyway. So for those interested, I actually managed to platinum the game on PlayStation. So I think I've done almost everything that the game has to offer. That's how much I love the game. <laughs> and I think outside of that, I just jumped into a little bit of Rocket League and a bit of Fortnite Season 5 is going on. I don't mind those two games. And that's been me. And I think with that, we can jump straight into the uh, to the Game Awards. So I think what I will do first, I'll very quickly just touch on the actual nominees themselves because i think this is gonna be a lot quicker for us to run through and i guess my first real question to the panel i get um any real surprises on winners this time around um i mean a game of the year i think of no surprise and unfortunately again i was rooting for ghost of Tsushima for this i hadn't played the last of us but in every kind of aspect from what i've seen of the game i can completely understand why it's won the awards it has because i from a, especially from a technical standpoint i think the game you know graphically and I suppose systematically as well, it's quite phenomenal. Um, is anyone surprised to see the likes of The Last of Us Part Two win? I mean, it won Game of the Year, it won Game Direction, um, it won Narrative, it won Audio Design. Oh, there's quite a few here. Anyone surprised about this? Do you think well, it as well? Is my question to the panel. I've got to be honest. I mean, I, I'm not speaking from a from a privileged position because I, I've not played that old Ghost of uh, Tsushima. But from what everyone I, I've that I game with has been saying, that Ghost of Tsushima was the one that they thought was going to win and possibly should out of those particular two in lots of categories. So I was quite surprised. I know, Luke, you you've played. Have you played both? Yeah, yeah, I finished both. Um, Personally, I wasn't surprised. Uh, well, uh, kind of a little and, and not. I think I expected maybe Ghost to win more awards than it did. It did win a couple. Um, and I didn't expect The Last of Us to sweep like it did. Uh, but I did expect it to win Game of the Year because, for me, it is Game of the Year. Um, and and it's it's it pips it over Ghost. But I feel a bit sorry for Ghost because I think actually any other year... Um, that probably would have swept uh, a lot of things because it, it was it was excellent. Um, so personally, I wasn't surprised to a great extent, but uh, I can see you know uh, why uh, people maybe expected Ghost to win more. Yeah, I think from from my perspective, um, as I was watching the awards, I think I can <laughs> I can probably say with confidence that I pretty much called each one as they came. I don't think there were any real surprises. Um, especially you know last of us part two when uh when as many as it did uh i think the one surprise for me was just the fact that ori didn't win either of the awards that it was um that was nominated for i think it was um best art direction and best um music um i, I was very surprised didn't win at least one of those i'm really disappointed you know after it was snubbed for a nomination for game of the year in the first place i didn't pick up at least a single a single award that was the only real surprise for me i think the rest of them though i think as they came out you could more or less call them i don't think there were any real surprises there yeah i kind of i understand what you mean there and i do agree with that and it does i do sometimes think about and questioned it when i watched it actually about you know is it really fair to pit those two types of games together because um you know you've got 
a, a very a fantastic indie game on one side, which has obviously done all this great stuff that it can do within its resource limits. And then of course, next to it, you've got something like The Last of Us, where you know you've got teams of hundreds, you know, highly skilled developers working on this for years and years. So I, I do sometimes question the uh, legitimacy. I guess is that the right word to use here for you know to to pit those two kind of starkly different games against each other. But then I yeah. say that, but then if the, if the smaller one was to win, I think we'd all be kind of nicely surprised, I guess. But I would argue that maybe then that would cause uproar within the community. Uh, I'm not too sure. Um, uh, it's, it's a good point, um, Pucks. I, I don't know if we've got Indie Gamer in the chat at the moment. Um, I know he often pops in, mm. but I've been chatting with him recently. And one of the questions I had from, because he's doing the, uh, the Indie Games uh, awards uh, mm. shortly, was, is Ori uh, an indie game? And I know Ori's getting a lot of nom nominations in, in his awards, but Ori wasn't nominated as even an indie game for the Game Awards. Obviously, with it being published by Xbox Game Studios, it's not considered an, an independent game. So I guess from from that perspective, it, it could only be sort of judged alongside the likes of Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. Um, unlike Hades, which was nominated for and, and won Best Indie. Um, yeah, well, it wasn't even in the same category as, as Hades. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good point as well, actually. So go on, Flap. You know, indie games, we had Hades, which was obviously the winner, Carrion, um, Fall Guys, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Yeah, so it wasn't even there. Amazing. And, and I think one of the nice nominees that I saw was Mobile Game of the Year being Among Us. Again, this was a two-year-old game, which was originally you know, made by a small team of four people, I believe. You know, going up against, you know, Call of Duty Mobile, um, Legends of Rune Terror, which is, again, made by the Riot Games. And you've got Genshin Impact as well, which has obviously had headlines throughout the last few months. So I, I kind of found it pleasantly not surprising to see uh, the underdog win, I guess is the right way to put it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but... I won't spend too much long on this because again we've got a lot of games and stuff to go through. But I don't um, things like you know content creators of the year and esports athletes and all these type of names. I mean, I voted based on the game that they were based um, that they were part of. But I'm not. I don't watch a lot of these big esports tournaments that are on show. So I'm having a look at these and these names mean absolutely nothing to me. Do you, are you guys in the same boat as this when you saw it on the screens? Uh, for me, the only the only esport that I watch is the Overwatch League. Uh, so uh, any of the esports stuff, I just voted for any Overwatch uh, related uh, team. <laughs> so San Francisco Shock, I think Coach was crusty. So I recognised all of them, and and maybe like one or two others from other bits. But it it was literally just like. Look, I, that's I play Overwatch. I watch the Overwatch League. So if there's any nominees there, I'll vote for them. And for the other ones, I just went for the game that you know is most interesting. So, yeah. So. <laughs> so I think apart from I think it's mainly Rocket League tournaments and esports that I watch. So if if I don't see anything on that or there, which I didn't, then it was more like a blind guess for me. Uh, Flap, was you in a similar boat to that? Yeah, I was to be honest. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, I, I quite enjoyed the whole thing. Uh, overall, to be honest, I, I didn't. Did, uh, who stayed up and watched it all? Did uh, uh, I, no, I did. Yeah. yeah, I did as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I stayed up. I stayed up and watched the pre-show and, and didn't see um, much of the main show. But um, yeah, sorry, I'm halfway through a text message. I've, I've missed some of the question. To be honest, Buxley. Yeah, I, I guess just to just to jump in, Pox. I think maybe one of the things to look at is. Um, some of these awards were relegated to the pre-show themselves, so it kind of showed you maybe how maybe important those awards were. Obviously, they, they want to celebrate and, and incorporate esports into it, but 
I believe the esports ones, or at least some of them, were were part of the pre-show announcements rather than the actual main show themselves, which maybe shows how how they how they're viewed on uh, by the game was themselves. But I'm only really someone who watches Halo um, esports, and I haven't watched it in a little while, so none of the names, obviously the games themselves, I, I know, but none of the names of the uh, the teams or the uh, or the players or coaches made any 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 um headway with me the only the only name that stood out was uh golden boy mendez because he did um oh what, what did he do he did the show with the rock i don't know it's called titans or something yeah the show um, with the rock really yeah he was he was like a, he was like one of the presenters for there's like a, a show called the titans in the states i think it is but it's uh it's kind of like gladiators of old for us in the uk similar to that um and and he's he's on that and i think he's done some halo stuff in the past he's the only name out of all of the, all of them that i even remotely recognized I'll tell you what it did for me. It it opened my eyes to how broad gaming is in general with regards to the esports and some of the categories that did pop up because, you know, they're not in my sphere, my everyday sort of sphere of gaming and stuff. So it did kind of open my eyes to, to the broader aspect of gaming, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's what a lot of the these game awards were about, weren't they? I think there was even a few segments in there which were, you know, there was some, I, I call them political messages on there. Um you know, whether it's about supporting transgender and all the rest of it and all that kind of stuff, I think that was in there. And I think it's it's a good platform to raise that kind of level of awareness. And again, we saw a lot of different adverts throughout the show, which I think advocated all sorts of different things, which I found really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what the amount of time I wanted to spend on that, because I think what we all really care about and want to talk about is the games that we saw. So I am going to punch through this in the order of which they were revealed, um, but I don't expect us to spend a, a big segment on all of it. Um, so the show opened up actually during the pre-show with uh, Devolver Digital came out and they announced uh, a small title called Loop Hero, um, a small indie title, uh, which they announced. It was, it's a deck building roguelike is, why they, is how they uh, announced it. But I mean, it looked OK to me. I didn't really have too much to comment on it. I'm not really too into roguelites apart from the odd one or two titles, which kind of fall into that category. Um, does anyone else remember this game on the panel? Loop Hero. Again, it was announced during the pre-show, so I, w- I'll be su- I wouldn't be surprised if you don't know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, Box, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. this one at all. Um, I think you know, looking at the list I've got in front of me here, there was there was a lot of games that were shown or announced. So um, there, there was a lot jam-packed in that three three and a half hours, wasn't there? So mm. um, yeah, unfortunately, that one doesn't ring any bells. I'm afraid. Yeah, no, that's perfectly fine. I, didn't, I thought that would be the case. It's a few of these ones I'm just going to roll through very quickly. So, um, And the second one announced was a game called Tachia, I think is how you announce it. It kind of reminded me of Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey you kind of put into one. And you play, like I believe, some small Hawaiian girl on an island. That looked quite interesting. Oh, yeah, I, I remembered that one. Yeah, yeah, it was quite colourful art style. Definitely, mm. you know, very, very much an indie title, I believe. Um, yeah, that kind of looked okay, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I it looked it's, right. It's got like some sailing elements in there, similar yeah. to other titles which do the same thing. And then, it, what, more interestingly, part of the trailer actually did remind me of Bre- the original Breath of the Wild trailer, which I, I originally I was wondering if, wondering, sorry, if this was almost like a a clone. And I thought, well, it's not a good name to use because people take their inspiration from somewhere. Yeah. But when it's it looks like a, when it looks like a carbon copy, <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to diss it, but it does make me question it. But it kind of opened up a little bit, and it looks quite interesting. Um, yeah, it had some Mar- um, Moana vibes going on. Yeah, it was just, yeah, just yeah. Flat, but it definitely had Moana vibes. So I really like the look of that one. Um, 
Moving on again, we had a Sea of Solitude coming to Nintendo Switch. Again, I've not played this game, but I heard it's got good reviews. That's coming on March the 4th, 2021. Um, and then if you're into the, the Nier titles, we also got some gameplay for Nier Replicant. Um, SX2, are you a fan of the Nier titles? I can't remember if you said in a few shows ago that you're into those or not. Um, so I think a few few years ago that uh, that I was on, I think Flap had played at that week, and it was actually yeah. the the showcase game that that Flap had on, and, and we discussed it for a bit. And I've played maybe the first hour or two, but there was a few elements I just couldn't I just couldn't get into it. If I'm being perfectly honest, I, I really liked the sort of mashup of genres or different perspectives that I'd had. Um, but I, I think the the first main boss I came across, I got killed. I got a game over and I had to start again. And I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not playing that again. Uh, so it's 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 something that I do have installed and I do intend to get back to at some point. But I've not really had the had the chance to really to to play it all the way through. Sure, uh, Luke, are you in a similar boat to that, or do you like those uh, top? No, uh, I love the near games. I think Automata was. I can't remember what year it was. If it was twenty seventeen or eighteen, but it was. It was my game of the year for that year. Um, uh, and it's an incredible, an incredible experience. Uh, it, it is quite. It's like super unique, and yeah. some people just will bounce off it. You know, hard because Yoko Taro is mental, and the games <laughs> are mental. Um, but so Replicant uh, essentially is a prequel. Um, which you know came out way back when. Um, it's a really cool game, uh, but they've they've redone a lot of it for this uh, kind of re- remaster slash remake. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. But I think for people who uh, <laughs> who just aren't into Nier, you'll probably look at it and be like, "What? Like, what's going on?" Yeah, yeah. I was kind of in that category a little bit. I mean, I've I've seen the previous titles and they didn't look bad. I just don't. I've never really given. It's just something I've never really given a proper chance. Um, so you'd recommend it, would you? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think um, it, it's one of those that you should try uh, because um, you know the, the worst that happens is you just you just do a, a scot and you put it down. And you go, actually, you know, probably not for me. Um, but you know, you might grasp onto it like I did, and just it, it sweeps you away. And it it does some really really clever fourth wall stuff that reminds me a bit of. Um, kind of Kojima back with, you know, Metal Gear Solid, you know, back in the day with the, um, you know, the the code on the box and all that kind of stuff. So he did some really clever stuff, which I won't spoil, but um, it, it's just a brilliant, brilliant game. Uh, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so if you're looking forward to that, that's uh, April 23rd next year, that's due to come out, which is all good news. Yeah, Sorry, uh, 6-2, you was going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, it's a shame, actually, because I did actually enjoy the combat and the actual gameplay elements itself but i think as uh the defunct jesters just put in the chat i think mm. maybe a lot of people would have been maybe put off by that by that first boss and how to redo it but um it's probably worth mentioning i think it's got like 26 potential endings um and i think if you die at that first boss that's one of the endings so i guess i can say i, I did hit an <laughs> ending of the game if anything um, just 24 25 more to go so yeah i i, I might get i might go back to that um at, at some point because like i say, the gameplay itself and the combat and the switching of perspectives and switching to almost different genres was actually pretty cool it was just that one frustrating element that kind of put put it put me off and you know when you're playing so many different games it's very easy to just sort of put something on one side and then not touch it again hmm Flap, yeah. are you of a similar mindset to Nia? Have you played these titles before? Because I know these have a kind of a nice cult following. 
And that, our yeah. chat seems to really like the game, from what I can tell. Yeah, you know what? I'm guilty of probably not giving it enough time. A little bit like Scott, I guess, to a certain degree. I, I picked it up and, and did some gameplay on it, and I, I loved the opening sequences where, like I say, I think it starts as a sort of top-down shooter, and then it sort of turns into a twin-stick shooter, and there's some side-scrolling bits, and, and it ends up as a you know a sort of open-world RPG. And um, yeah, there, there's some there's some um, sort of difficulty curves that you've got to overcome and stuff. And unfortunately, I just it, you know how these things work. You know, you get a great game and everyone's talking about it, but you just don't have that sort of space or capacity in your sort of gaming life because, you know, you're, you're busy playing something else. And, and unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you just never end up catching up with these games. And, and before you know it, the sequel's coming along or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit like that for me, to be honest. I think we're all guilty of being in that boat. I think a big title mm. in, this, in the last kind of decade has been The Witcher 3, which is yeah. a title I never really managed to give the time of day. And I think the few times I did jump into titles like that, I, I just struggled to play because there was always something else that I was occupying my mind prior. So, well, that's, it, yeah, but that's, isn't that the beauty game. of backwards compatibility that you know Xbox are trying to do? Because like you say, you know, you're now going to play the best version of that game, obviously outside of PC, that, that you possibly can on console. Yeah, very true. And I think, again... I, I, Co- coincidentally mentioned the witcher 3 i think that is on game pass as well isn't it and you get the latest versions of that which is also exciting um so the last title that was part of the pre-show um was a game called century age of ashes which is basically you flying around as a dragon in pvp combat and this is something i think we'd seen this prior um in a, earlier in the year but i'd seen it obviously it came up yesterday it's due out in february 2021 and i saw the trailer for this and i was actually quite surprised by it. i thought it looked quite interesting i mean the concept of dragons versus dragons is i think something that's been done a number of times in the past but when i saw the gameplay i thought it looked pretty good um what do you guys uh flab did you see this one uh, no, I uh, wait for this. no i didn't to be honest no i wasn't really you know what it's the the pre-show I, I very i didn't pay much attention to i've got to be honest i wasn't i'm not a massive fan of the host of the pre-show and i know she kind of popped in uh, uh, she grates on me a little bit if I'm completely honest. So I, um, so I didn't give it my full attention, and that's probably bad on me. But um, yeah, it was really the main show that I kind of sunk my teeth into because I knew that's where the juicy news was going to be. To be honest, so um, yeah, I can't remember too many games from the pre-show. In all honesty, and I'm guess you know I suspect most people is probably the same. In all honesty. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm kind of rattling off through them relatively quickly because uh, we've got a lot of juicy stuff. And you know what? I do want to move this on to the beginning of the main show now, which is the main stuff the large majority of us, I would believe, care about. And if you are a Smash Bros fan, as, as I am, um, you might have been very pleasantly surprised to see that Final Fantasy Sephiroth has been introduced as the next fighter as part of the Smash Fighters Pass. Um, do we have any Smash Brothers uh, fans on our panel here? Luke or SX2, are you Smash Bros fans? Uh, I am, um, yeah, yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I always yeah, just, I always just love, yeah. just love the, love the, the way that you know the reveal characters in general for Smash Bros. It's always just really good fun. It doesn't even matter if you don't like the character; mm. um, they're just like brilliant reveals. And um, I mean, I love Final Fantasy VII and Sephiroth, so I just thought it was wonderful. It was a great way to start the show. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And again, I think with the throughout all of the opening cinematic of this part, I remember constantly looking thinking who is it who could it be and then until it zoomed in right at the last moment i was oh my god i can't believe it <laughs> i thought that's very good uh, sx2 you a fan of that yeah big 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 fan of smash bros i'm i think just to touch on luke's point there i'm not actually that 
bothered about the character himself being in Smash, but I just love Smash reveals. There's just something yeah. about Smash yeah. reveals that Nintendo just get absolutely spot on each time, even just down to the little things like when it looked like Sephiroth uh, had killed Mario and then it <laughs> zoomed yeah. in, just, it just caught him under, underneath his, uh, his dungarees or yeah. whatever. Um, and there's just something... Uh, really good about the way uh, Nintendo and Sakurai do Smash uh, and Smash reveals. So, yeah, I, although I'm not really too bothered about the character, I do love seeing that. Uh, I, I am still hoping that one day we'll see uh, Chief in, in Smash Bros. I know a lot of people are hoping for the same thing, so I'm waiting for that day. But, yeah, it was a great way to start the show, and, and those trailers are always great. They, they, they make you smile, they, put it, uh, they, they make you laugh as well. So, great, Oh, yeah, I mean, that's, Nintendo are usually pretty... Uh tight-lipped on how well you know they want to protect their characters and the idea of mario potentially being stabbed by a sword is something that you never <laughs> dream of seeing is it <laughs> but just, just like, like, yeah an opening cinematic to see that i think it's fantastic <laughs> when you saw that silhouette it's like surely not what, yeah. are they, what have they done and then obviously it becomes apparent oh that is very very clever well, I think it's funny as well. In that moment of the cinematic, just to quickly touch on it, um, that's when Cloud comes in and they kind of clash. And then there's like a sword swing afterwards and then Mario goes flying. And I think there was somebody who drew a picture that off the camera, when they've got that kind of sword-to-sword -sword clash, Mario is technically still hanging on the edge of that sword <laughs> and then gets flung away, which I found quite funny. Um, yeah, so that was the very first announcement of the night. Um, and... Again, the second announcement, I think, is what we didn't expect to see quite so soon, but I think threw everyone off guard, was what the initiative are finally working on. I just thought we were going to get a bit of a tease of, of something, but they actually revealed a full cinematic of Perfect Dark has finally been announced as what they are working on. Uh, Flat, what part of you, actually? What did you, what did you find when you saw that cinematic opening? Well, we we kind of mentioned about whether you know the initiative were going to going to show off what they've been working on all this time, and um, I'm really pleased to have seen it here actually because I think you know there, there was, there's no way on earth Xbox could ever obviously match what they did last year at the Game Awards and stuff, and I think you know this is possibly one of the big hitters they could have done at the Game Awards, and I'm really pleased they took this opportunity uh, to show it off because, you know, Jeff Keighley, I'm not, again, I'm not a fan of Jeff Keighley, if I'm completely honest. Um, you know, he dealt, he was mentioning that, you know, all of the gaming's eyes and all of the public's eyes were on the Game Awards, and I, I completely agree to to a large extent. And what a great platform to launch something like that. And, um, yeah, when we first even saw the inside of the studio shots, I knew that it was the initiative. I kind of recognised it from before, and obviously Daryl Gallagher and you know all the all the interviews of the um, sort of dev leads and stuff and uh, yeah it's a really interesting what did they call it an eco oh, what, what did they call it that's it so it's really interesting that they're kind of you know redefining a genre I guess to a certain degree it's it's going to be an interesting one to see how it plays out I'm not a huge fan of the original not because I didn't like it, but because I came to it far too late. And uh, and as I said before, you know, if you pick it up now for the first time, the original ones, it hasn't aged particularly well, to be honest. So, so Joanna Dark and the Perfect Dark Universe is something that's new to me, but the amount of hype that exists around it's, you know, I've kind of jumped on the bandwagon. I'm really excited for it, and I thought it looked really good. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, Luke, did you jump on the hype when you saw this? Were you happy to see the Perfect Dark reveal finally? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been rumoured for so long that it was, uh, I think, just nice to have it confirmed. Um, mm. And I, I really like, um, as has been said, the 
the eco sci-fi approach i thought that was a really i think mean, that's a really clever hmm. more interesting way to do a game like this um so uh yeah i i'm happy that they're working on it you know i mean it's going to be a while right it's going to take a quite i think quite a couple of years for this to kind of surface but um but it looks you know at least the concept is is great big fan of perfect dark not perfect dark zero that was atrocious so <laughs> try and get that out of the system with you know kind of a big budget perfect dark um and yeah I, and i just really like the way that they did the trailer in kind of building up to uh to the reveal of what it was as well i thought that was that was clever but i mean i, I think as flap said as soon as i saw like um i think it was uh, drew murray who's the lead yeah. designer i was like oh it's an initiatives game so you kind of knew where it was going and then for me, you know, I expected it to be perfect art, but I watched it with my partner, and she was like, "Oh, I've got no idea what's what's going on here." It's so, really nice the Joanna Dark reveal right at the very end, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it, it it was cool. It was really cool, and I'm glad that they uh, I'm glad that they finally kind of got it out there, and it's going to be really interesting to see what it looks like, you know, when we actually see gameplay, etc. Whenever that may be. Yeah, I mean, they did say I think it's still in very early development, so I can't imagine we'll see this until at least 2022 at the earliest. I can't even, even if that, maybe 2023 release, but I suppose yeah. we're still to know that. Uh, SX2, are you, are you of the same feelings on that? Yeah, I'm going to actually disagree with Luke, though, because I don't know if it was maybe my age at the time, but I loved Perfect Dog Zero. I really, really enjoyed <laughs> that game. When it came out. Uh, but I, I You're think, wrong, um, Scott. <laughs> we, we could agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was a great reveal. I think it is one of those things where it, it is so far out, but it was a great opportunity to finally show it. I think, um, obviously, it's been rumoured for some time now, um, so it's good to get that. Um, I guess confirmation. I think a few lot of the details came out as well. Um, you know, it's going to be first person. Where I think a lot of the rumours um, before the official announcement were that it was going to be third person, and people often thinking, "Is this going to be like their Uncharted or their God of War?" And uh, it seems like it's going to be a first person game, which obviously traditionally perfect dark games have been anyway. So there's probably no, no surprise there. But yeah, I, I really can't wait for, for for this game. It's gonna it's gonna be. Well, I would hope it'd be fantastic. And if you look at the talent that that studio's got, um, I'm pretty sure um, internally, but also just um, uh, gamers will have quite high hopes for that game. Mm. Can, saying, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, go can, I, can I share Shizno and uh, Shizno Elite and Guy Anonymous's comments here, though? Because I, I completely agree. I, I picked up on this. Jeff Jeff Keeley couldn't really. He he was he he delivered the news of this perfect dark game so flatly and so. You know, with no excitement whatsoever. And okay, he might not be the biggest Xbox fan and stuff, but it's still quite a big deal. Uh and it was just it was just so straight laced how it was done. He seemed much more excited about Back for Blood than he did the perfect dark thing. And yeah. Did anyone else pick up on that? Was that just me? I did, yeah. I think at the I think at the end of it, didn't he he said something on the lines of and I'm paraphrasing here, it was like and quickly moving on or something yeah. something like that. He was he was like he was very obviously keen to move on to whatever the next bit was and in my opinion perfect dark was probably the biggest reveal the show had at least in in, in my opinion i think some people may argue, argue that the one at the end which we'll get to later but mm -hmm. as we discussed in the pre-show we kind of already knew that um 
So I, I think, in my opinion, Perfect Dark was probably the biggest reveal that that they had of the night. Um, I don't know if anyone else has maybe any any other thoughts on that, but just to move on from it as quickly as he did was, yeah, I definitely picked up on that as well. I definitely did. I thought that was a bit disrespectful, in all honesty. Yeah, I I didn't quite pick on it straight away. I mean, I did later into the show. I kind of did start to notice, but then. I wasn't sure whether or not it was just him being him and just kind of passing off every other game. Because I think after every announcement, it was always, yep, that's awesome. And next, you know, <laughs> kind of, as you say, very quickly moved on. I didn't quite clock that he was, that, that was mainly on the Xbox titles, but maybe I'll have to go back and watch some of the parts to, to see for myself. Though they also, Sydney also did it uh, after the Game Pass reveal as well. They didn't even mention it at the end of the trailer. Just moved straight on with the next section, yeah. something about TikTok or something, something very unimportant, even <laughs> though we just revealed, you know, all of the Yakuza's were coming and Skyrim and all of those sort of things. Really disappointing, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, you know what? That's so, I, I didn't see the point of that small segment that they kept throwing in there about, was it an Instagram filter or something for the yeah. Game Awards? It's like, Does anyone really <laughs> care about that? Anyone over the age of eight care about that? <laughs> <laughs> I think one, like for me at least, it was like, who cares but two they said oh let's see what you guys have been up to and then it was literally about two seconds of one person <laughs> and then it was just gone it was almost as if to give that woman some airtime, and then they just kind of threw it threw it back to jeff is how i kind of saw it which i thought was quite bizarre but <laughs> um yeah. so the next the next title i don't want to move us along the next title really excited me as well because i kept screaming to myself throughout the whole cinematic part that this has to be left for dead 3 even if it's not Left 4 Dead 3, it looks so close to Left 4 Dead 3, it might as well be. And it was revealed to be Back for Blood, finally revealed. And this is actually from the creators of Left 4 Dead, Turtle Rock, um, working on this coming out ne- June 20, uh, yeah, June next year, 2021. Um, and I saw this, and I, I thought it was fantastic. How it's definitely got that Left 4 Dead kind of feel and vibe about it, but it's obviously got the upgraded graphics, um, you know, the different monsters and stuff, and they're all bigger and scarier and everything else, and Oh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Scott, did you like that game reveal? Are you into Left 4 Dead? Yeah, I think I thought it was a really good reveal. Um, I, I think the last game that Turtle Rock did, correct me if I'm wrong, I think was Evolve. Am I, am yeah. I right in thinking that? Which I don't think maybe hit quite as well as obviously they would have liked. Certainly not as well as Left 4 Dead. Um, I didn't quite get into Evolve, but certainly played uh, the Left 4 Dead games. And yeah, I thought it was a great reveal. Um, it's one of those games where I'm excited to play it, but I am a little bit apprehensive about that style of game. And know how how well it'll do in in this day and age um you know we've had maybe similar games in the past uh since left but dead that maybe haven't been quite as successful as they would have liked so yeah i'm really excited for it i'm re- really looking forward to it it's going to be great to play on on next gen consoles as well uh, but probably just a little bit little bit nervous about you know is it going to go down the evolve route or the, the left for dead route in the end yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I equally didn't play Evolve, um, but I, you know, I don't remember. I remember hearing a bit of it, and then it kind of faded away into the never regions of everyone's bucket list, I guess, or download list. Um, but no, I saw Back for Blood. I really hope it does take off as well as uh, what Left 4 Dead did. Uh, Luke, is this something that you're also looking forward to? Are you like, do you like Left 4 Dead? Yeah, yeah, love, um, love Left 4 Dead, um, and I, I've been wanting to to see this uh, kind of gameplay wise for a while so i was really happy that they showed that they showed it off uh i think it looks great i mean it, it just looks like a new left for dead game and that's all i ever wanted really you know i think the good thing about left for dead in a way is that it's so generic uh in many respects that um you know you can do a really good version of left for dead without being left for dead um and you know 
having the the old developers on it and, and making the game is, is is as close as we'll get to a proper sequel for Left 4 Dead to um, until Valve decide they'd like to make one. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was brilliant, and I, I signed up for the uh, for the alpha as well, uh, which is coming to PC soon, I think. So um, I'm hoping. Oh, to I'm yet to do that myself. Yeah, I might have yeah. to do that. So. Flap, do you like those games as well? Is this something that you look, are looking forward to? Yeah, I am actually. I thought it looked very good, and I'm actually looking forward to you getting your Series X so we can play it together as well. In yes. fact, <laughs> how cool would it be if all four of us could play that game? And do oh, some very game cool. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. But yeah, no, I am looking forward to that. It did look good. It, it ticked a lot of nostalgic boxes, and I think... You know, it, it's a tried and tested formula, and it looks like they're sticking with it. So, uh, no, I was really pleased to see that. Now that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, chat as well. Please let us know what you thought of the uh, the current reveals at the awards. And yeah, again, let's do some shouts to the chat. They've been pretty yes, cool. my first time on this uh, driving the seat. This thing I've neglected, so I apologise, chat. Thank you all for tuning in as always. Uh, I've got some names here. So we've got Shizno Elite, Guy Anonymous, Pong Soul, Wakanda, uh, Dragon Wolf is here. Um, God, there's so many different names I'm seeing. Um, Mesuko is here. Uh, yeah, do think Jester, Assassin Looper, uh, Immorstein, Mori and the Mad. Oh man, there's so many. Black card. Black card, yep. Who else do we have? I just saw another name. It's just disappeared. A few new names in the chat tonight, I think, yeah. as well. Maybe. Yeah, I have seen yeah, a few new names again. Thank you for tuning in if you are new to the show. Um, yeah, no, it's all great to have you here. Hope you're enjoying the content so far. Um, we've seemed to have lost Luke, unfortunately. I don't know where he's gone. Hopefully he'll be back very soon. Um, but I will move on, though. So I'm not going to spend too much time on every single title because I think we'll be here for hours and hours. But the next one that was announced was a game called Hood Outlaws and Legends. Now, this isn't new. We have seen this before, but we kind of got a bit more of a cinematic uh, gameplay trailer yeah. and a release date for May the 7th next year. And I remember when I saw this the first time around, this reminded me... Well, I, or I originally always thought it was like some sort of weird Assassin's Creed spin-off, um, just a multiplayer version. But of course, it's a new game called Hood Outlaws and Legends. Um I quite like the look of this, actually. It definitely gives me Assassin's Creed vibes, but again, just almost like a, a multiplayer version of it. Uh, Flap, do you have any particular thoughts on this title? Yeah, I do. I kind of feel sorry for them because, it, it for me, it just looks like a clone of Valhalla, to be honest. I, I was really surprised at how close um, sort of uh, artistic style styled it was to Valhalla and stuff and the runes and, and the fighting and the sort of scenery and stuff. So, um, I mean, if it's more of the same, then brilliant. But, um, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it, actually. And to be honest, by the time it comes out, I will probably uh, I will be done with Valhalla and can move on to that one, perhaps. But, um, you know, that's got me intrigued. And uh, like I said, I don't know who it's by. Who Who's the studio? Do we know? Oh, I, I don't I don't. Do you know Scott? Sorry, I don't have the name in front of me. I think it's Focus. Focus. Oh, it's Focus Interactive. Yeah, they yeah. lots of stuff, wasn't it? Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. It's just going to be intriguing to know the sort of the story behind it and how it's all going to sort of bolt together. Oh, sorry, have we lost someone? I thought my audio just went then. No, you're still there. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, Scott. Sorry. Is this? Do you like the look of this game as well? Uh, if, if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, Pucks, uh, it's 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 kind of one of those games where I looked at it, I was like, it just looks like Assassin's Creed. And I kind of tuned out a little bit. If I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, um, so we're kind of similar I'm, vibes then. Yeah, I'm not really into sort of Assassin's Creed myself. I know a lot of people are having a lot of fun with with Valhalla. And when I saw it, it obviously, yeah, obviously, it's not the same. It's it's 
predominantly a multiplayer game, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it, it didn't yeah. didn't really catch me. If I'm being being perfect, perfectly honest, um, obviously it was one of many things that we saw. So it might be something I check out a little bit, a little bit closer uh, to to launch. Actually, I'm, I'm you know I predominantly play multiplayer games, um, so I'm always always up for trying multiplayer games. So I'm, I might check it out. But admittedly, when this trailer was on there, kind of you know maybe glanced away, looked at my phone for a little bit during this one. So. Yeah, it seems like one of those games where I like the look of it, but then will I actually end up jumping onto it because there's so many other titles coming out? I think that's that's that, but then that's a global problem, I think, for any gamer out there, isn't it? You always have a bucket list that you can never or a backlist, I should say, that you'd always want to go back to. How about if it comes to Game Pass? Oh, well, oh, if it comes I'll to Game Pass, I'll go. definitely check it out. I know it's sort of more general a general topic, but like game pass has really opened my sort of i guess uh, mind up to new genres that i wouldn't normally play like uh, we were discussing at the beginning of the show call of the sea i would never have checked that game out if it wasn't on game pass uh, i just i'm in the middle of dragon quest which i probably would have picked up anyway because i like jrpgs but i would never have said right i'm going to put that down to pick up call of the sea so um yeah if, if, if it does it's something that, I'm, uh, that i might i might check out but um yeah it's uh it's it's just you know 2021 is going to be massive, absolutely massive for games, and I don't know how I'm going to have time to fit them all in. Yeah, I think that's the problem with the game also, isn't it? Like we see all these great titles, and most of them are coming next year, and it just makes you wonder that it's next year is going to be fantastic. Yet again, you always worry about <laughs> well, what do I play, what do I prioritize? But, <laughs> but again, every game is a problem. Um, I will quickly move on actually. So the next one was a game called Scavengers, and they have there's an open closed. Sorry opens a closed beta, sorry. I think that's coming to play. So this is a free-to-play shooter, which, if I'm honest, I see a lot of these free-to-play shooters around now, and I kind of get bored of seeing them, if I'm perfectly honest. They don't really appeal to me too much, because um, they're almost trying to be carbon copies of each other with a small mechanic change, and almost try to sell that, is how I usually see them. So I kind of struggle to get into these. Uh, Luke, do you are you into these kind of free-to-play loot shooters? uh not really no uh like it, it kind of looked quite interesting but uh, i can't really remember a great deal about it which i think speaks to to the yeah. game <laughs> itself yeah exactly you know, it's not particularly memorable um you know again it might be something that i'd try if i didn't have anything else on but but just nothing that particularly appealed to me I suppose the problem there is that there's usually always something else to play isn't there so. exactly and for, yes yes yeah exactly um, next little announcement we saw, which I thought was quite cool, actually, was a Forza and Cyberpunk uh, crossover, where you got the the Cyberpunk vehicle into the uh, Forza game, and that was December 11th, so two days ago. I've not had a chance to jump in and play it yet. Have you guys seen this new vehicle? I thought that was quite a cool little crossover to have. Yeah, I did. I've not I've not downloaded it yet, but no, I thought that was a cool little thing, and obviously a little nod to um, Microsoft marketing rights with Cyberpunk. I'm guessing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know if um, how fast the car is and stuff like that. I don't know how well it performs, or if it's just based on a different vehicle. But uh, no, I thought it was a nice little crossover. And, you know, it's a bit of a theme, isn't it? We've seen lots of crossovers, and we'll obviously be coming to the Fortnite thing a little bit later on, and even the Smash, um, you know, bros and stuff. So, yeah, there's lots of crossovers in games, and I quite like that. Yeah, again, I think Forza did a, even did a Halo. I mean, obviously, they own both French, or they're under the same Microsoft banner, but I thought it was cool seeing the Halo one, but now seeing something with Cyberpunk, which is obviously external to them, I thought was fantastic. Um, uh, Scott, sorry, are you a Forza fan? Did you like this little kind of nugget treat to your Forza experience? <laughs> yeah, yeah really big fan of Forza. Um, I haven't 
checked it out just yet. The thing that I think is pretty cool, though, is just to see these little crossovers with Microsoft. And I'd love to see them do it a little bit more. I mean, they are doing it a fair bit now, actually. You know, if you look at the amount of stuff they've put in, things like Sea of Thieves, you can get, like, State of Decay, Ori, Gears, Sales, and things like that. And now they're bringing other games into uh, Forza. Obviously, we'll touch on Master Chief and Fortnite a bit later. So um, I'll definitely check it out. You've got to do an event, I think, to, to unlock the car. Um, and it looks pretty damn good i must i must say from from what i've seen um yeah so it's it's pretty cool and i would love to see them do more of this crossover style thing within their own games obviously it's great you know them being uh in fortnite and things like that but seeing it within their own game i mean it's not like these days they don't have the ip to do it so yeah it will be great to see see a little bit more of that from microsoft i think yeah, I think that's what's so good about the again. We argue that they have, you know, so many RPs under their banner now under Microsoft Studios, but I think you know, like that gives you the leverage to do these kind of crossovers. And I think whether you're fans of the franchises or not, I think it's just fantastic to see these different crossovers because I think it just adds a bit of uniqueness to those kind of games, especially when you say what's something like uh, like Halo coming into other titles and Master Chief. And I think again, I've, I mentioned it before that you know it, Halo even had a crossover thing event in uh, in Forza, which I played, and you kind of, you know, driving around on a warthog in in the Forza universe, which was quite bizarre. But I, I think they were fantastic. Um, so the next title, actually, I thought was really cool. It was only a teaser, but this was the Dead Space creator Glenn Schofield, and he actually used the same words he used for Dead Space as he did for this project, in that he wanted to go out there and make the scariest, most terrifying game he could, and that was the same words that he used for the original Dead Space and beyond. And now he's done it with this, again, we saw a sneak peek of what was called the Callisto Protocol. Um, that's due to launch in 2022 for next-gen, or current-gen now, consoles. And Again, I'm, I'm not, I haven't played every horror game out there, but I do like a good horror game. And I've not actually played Dead Space. I've said this before. I'm very guilty of it. It's on Game Pass and the A Play, so I promise you, chat, once I've got my Series X, I'm going to be jumping onto those games. But uh, Luke, are you, a, are you a horror game fan? Is this something that excited you? Yeah, this is probably my favorite announcement of the show actually uh for a couple of reasons but so dead space uh one and two not so much free but it's still a good game are you know probably two of the best survival horror games ever made um and glenn schofield who is the you know the studio head of, of uh the studio that's making this i think they're called striking distance studio or something like that um is, is heading up the project uh which everybody wanted him to do um it was actually really surprising this announcement to me because um he i don't know if his studio has been acquired by uh crafton or whether crafton are just publishing the game but crafton uh used to be known as as blue hole um so they are the PUBG um owners essentially and um before that announcement at the game awards everybody uh thought that well because striking distance had said that they were working on a game set in the PUBG universe um so people were kind of like oh well glenn schofield making a PUBG related game like who cares we all want him to make you know a dead space type game um and apparently uh from what i've read this game is set in the yeah. PUBG universe um really tenuously however and i'll be interested to see how how it actually fits in but uh, I, I read an interview with glenn schofield that basically said you know he was he was talking about it and he said the idea is that the craft and just say you can make you know make whatever game you want and we'll just tie it in in some you know tenuous way 
to the PUBG universe. Like that's the only condition. So uh, he wanted to make this game, uh, which I absolutely cannot wait for. Um, I think the studio is over a hundred people. Uh, it's apparently really impressive visually um, already. Um, so it's a big AAA production, and it's as close as you'll get to a new Dead Space game. So I really can't wait for this. Scott, have you have the same thoughts? Do you like yeah, a good horror game? I think just echo what 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 Luke said there. I think uh, the, the trailer and announcement was uh, was fantastic. Uh, I've read the same thing about being in the PUBG universe, and I thought the article was trolling as when I first read it. To be perfectly honest, I didn't even know PUBG had a universe. Yeah, yeah. If, I'm being, if I'm being honest, like <laughs> yeah. Fortnite's got this overarching story that they're sort of branching into. I didn't realize PUBG was the same, but um, yeah, I thought thought it was a, a fantastic trailer. I'm I'm not normally into sort of my horror games um i am guilty like yourself pucks i'm ashamed to say that i haven't played all of the dead space games i've played the first one um but i, I thought i thought this was a great trailer I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing a little bit more but i think maybe they said 2022 i think for this yeah. so it's a, it's a little while off yes yet, it is yeah yeah it was it was good to it was still good to to see and i know a lot of dead space fans are going to be really really happy to see uh to see this game Oh, definitely. Flap, are you also guilty like some of us of not playing Dead Space? Or are you still looking forward to this title regardless? Oh, very much looking forward to this title. And and you know what? There's some trailers that you sort of, you watch and you sit back and you think, oh, that looks interesting. That's kind of cool. That's on my radar. And there's other trailers where you think, mm, yeah, it will be for someone, but it's not for me. And then there's other trailers. You just want to see more and more of it. I could have sat there and watched 15 minutes of that trailer and just what happens and what it's going to be like and stuff. It really was a great slice or a teaser of what the game is potentially going to be. And I can just imagine me sat here in my apartment with all the lights off and my headphones on playing yeah. that with shivers running down my spine. Anytime I can hear a sound behind me. Brown rubber safety <laughs> pants on. <laughs> I think. Um... Ones, yeah. I, th I think what they really nailed with that, that trailer was the atmosphere like yeah. you got that kind of really sense of dread yeah. uh, and and you know like as well it was aesthetically really distinctive as a dead space type game straight away you, uh, you know the kind of prisoner with the thing on the back of his neck you know a lot like Isaac in dead space and um then the kind of the 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 moon of jupiter i uh, you know uh, visuals as well it was all really really well done so uh, yeah i can't wait no, definitely. Um, and then that also then followed on to, we actually got some gameplay after that for Warhammer 4000, uh, Dark Tide. So, I mean, I've, I'm not a Warhammer fan in that I'm, I don't play the game or anything, but I definitely like the figurines and the universe and stuff. And I found a game, it's a four-player co-op game, which I thought was quite interesting. And it, it almost looks like a weird, like, you know, Elder Scrolls and a bit of, you know, co-op thrown in of that type of genre. And I thought it looked quite interesting. Um Flav, did you like the look of this game? Are you a Warhammer yeah. fan? We, 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 do you remember, we first saw this, I can't remember which, uh, it was an Xbox showcase. I it was, think yeah, the mail June one. Which one? I think it was the, the mail. It was July. Bible, wasn't it? July. Yeah, it was July, July yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, July one. Um, and one. I, I remember us seeing it then and thinking, oh, that, you know, that kind of, uh, my ears were pricked up at that point and it was on my radar. And um, yeah, having seen it the other day, uh, it really was like, oh, I like this first person shooter. That's my bag. Bit of first person melee. 
um, co-op, this is ticking all the boxes that I normally like in games. So, mm. yeah, it's very much on my radar. And I, I really liked what I saw, to be honest. And like a bit like you, I'm completely new to Warhammer 40,000. It's not anything that's, you know, I've ever really dabbled in before, in all honesty. But this game, I thought, looked bloody brilliant. And I don't know. I think it's an Xbox exclusive, isn't it? Or an Xbox console exclusive. I believe so, but don't quote me on that. Um, yeah. I, I think it's yeah. definitely coming to yeah, PC and Xbox. Yeah, they—they, they, I tell you what, they were playing some really strange games with these little bloody logos at the end of these mm. trailers. Because sometimes you'd see an Xbox One, sometimes you'd see a PlayStation One, and sometimes, yeah. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, I, th- oh, I can't remember when it, there was a game that popped up with the. Oh, I think it was Disco Elysium. Yeah, popped up with the yes. PlayStation yeah. Five logo at the end. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a shame. I'd like to see it on Xbox. It's coming to it. Xbox. You just have to do a little bit of digging to find out that it's coming to Xbox and stuff. Um, and, and the other symbol that I saw a hell of a lot more than I ever thought I was going to was bloody Stadia had their hands on lots of these games. Did anyone else notice that? Yeah, I did notice a bit of that. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Scott. I was going to say, I didn't, didn't pick up on that, actually, if yeah. I'm being perfectly honest. That's, yeah, there's that's quite a few Stadia games by the looks of it. You know, you know what? I've, I don't know about anyone else. Let me know if you have, but I've actually... Uh, had a go at Stadia with a free, like a month free trial, just to kind of see what it was all about and if it's any good. And if I'm perfectly honest, the experience I've had of it has been fantastic. I've had no hitches, no lag or anything. I've had a quite a good time playing some. There's a load of games on that you can claim if you have this month of Stadia Pro, mm-hmm. and you can just jump into all these different titles. And some of them are Stadia exclusive as well, which I find a bit, bit of a strange choice from a developer standpoint. But there you go. But no, I've actually had quite a good experience of it, and I think if you know if if Microsoft's X Cloud or you know Xbox Cloud Gaming Service once that reaches consoles and PC is anything like it, I think cloud is going to show and really highlight its potential. I think for the future, and I think it's going to be exciting. I think moving forward in that regard. Anyone else? Have you tried Stadia at all, like trial or otherwise, in the chat? Luke has, hasn't he? Luke, have you tried uh, Yeah, yeah, I tried it. Yeah, it was um, as far I think I'd agree as far as an experience goes, it was quite good actually. Uh, it works quite well. Um, it's a bit ahead of uh, of XCloud at the moment because of the the resolution support, etc. So, um, so it, it's it's nice in a way. I would just never choose. I mean, as soon as XCloud gets up to higher resolutions, etc. I mean, it's just dead in the water to me. I don't think anyone's ever doubted the technology. I think everyone who's played it has been very complimentary towards the actual tech itself. Um, Mm. The latency for for that and my experience sort of matches this. You know, people have been very sort of positive about it. I think obviously a lot of the I guess negativity towards Stadia has been around the the business model, and I think um, that's something that obviously Game Pass already kind of has nailed a little bit. Uh, but I think Amazon's Luna service is very similar to, to Game Pass in terms of it's it's a subscription. You get games mm. included in that. And I, I think that's where Stadia falls down a, a bit. But at least in my experience, the, the technology was was uh, was great. I think the first game I played on it was, uh, oh, was it Thumper or Hyperlight Drifter? One of the no, two. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, which is a rhythm game, um, which 
you wouldn't expect that to, to do too well if there was oh, yeah, that's thumper, yeah, yeah. Thumper. Um and I was pleasantly surprised, really, really surprised at at, at how at, at how well it performed, but I wasn't going to continue my subscription because I wasn't going to then rebuy my games on Stadia that I can only play on Stadia. Yeah. Um, so I, I've got no interest really of, of going back. But mm. it was a good demonstration of the tech itself. Um, and it does make me excited for, as Luke mentioned, when xCloud has the better hardware. Uh, and also I'll probably check out Luna as well when that eventually comes to the UK because I'll be curious to see how that lives up, especially with a, a seemingly better business model behind it. What did yeah. anyone know? Did anyone else notice that a lot of the games were streamed on GeForce Now as well? Yeah, that popped up. Jeff uh, mentioned that a number of times, didn't he? Like, yeah, you can play these now on GeForce yeah. Now. And obviously I've never tried GeForce Now. I know there's the NVIDIA Shield devices, which you can use that on, but I've not used it myself. Um, Scott or Luke, have you used GeForce Now? Or have you, do you know anyone that's used it? I don't really know if it's any good or not. I'd assume it's probably like Stadia, I'd yeah. argue. I've um, I've got a Nvidia Shield and I see GeForce Now pop up on that quite a lot, <laughs> but I've never I've never tried it myself. Um, it's it works a little different and essentially, if I remember correctly, you you kind of it's it's almost like a virtual PC and you sort of log yeah. in your existing accounts like Steam. Um, and Epic, and then you can access the games you already own through NVIDIA GeForce um, now. But I think part of the problem is is licensing for them has been a little tricky, and a lot of publishers and developers have actually taken their games off that service, even though you already own them. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's, it's kind of a completely different business model, because I, I think you're kind of just basically renting a high-end virtual PC, if, if my understanding of it is correct, but I've not actually used it myself. Oh, okay, no, fair enough. But it definitely shows its potential, doesn't it? Especially if seeing Stadia on all of these different announcements. Uh, but let's move on to some of the other announcements that we did see. We've got quite a lot more to go through here yet to talk about, which is quite exciting. Um, next one was actually the world premiere of a of a, a narrative driven experience. It was called Open Roads, but it was almost like a you know a kind of the two D hand painted characters, but it was almost like a three D environment, and you kind of just saw them going around. It's got some I can't remember the names. I think it's got some famous people that are doing the voice acting for this one and i thought that quite interesting um again we've also spoken about uh disco elysium the final cut only coming to playstation but oh no it's not it's actually coming to xbox other platforms as well so that's also good to look <laughs> to come to and that's releasing on consoles in 2021 as well um but then we also got a sneak peek of the new dragon age or dragon age 4 uh, during the actual cinematic i think it was just called dragon age if i remember correctly yeah. Um, again, among other people, I've been very guilty to say that it's a game that I just could not get myself into. I've played it, I've tried it, but it just wasn't quite my cup of tea, if I'm perfectly honest. But Flap, do you like the Dragon Age games? Was yeah, this something that really piques your interest? You know what? I played the last one. I can't remember what the last one's called. Um, Inquisition? Inquisition, that's it. Yeah, I played that. Um, it took me a couple of goes to get into it, but once I did, it was really good. I really enjoyed the story, so I was really pleased to see this, actually. So, um, yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise for me. I, I hadn't even thought about, you know, the next Dragon Age, if I'm completely honest. Um, and obviously, because that's by Bioware, isn't it? So, you know, yes. they're gonna, they've are gonna they got some busy times coming up as well, yeah. by the sounds of things. They've got a lot of things cooking, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. So um, I just hope that the quality of all of the games that they're pumping out doesn't sort of suffer because of that. I just hope they've got lots of studios working on these games concurrently. But, uh, yeah, no, I was really surprised and pleased to see that. I suppose that's almost the benefit of, you know, if you're a big big studio and you've got or a big kind of conglomerate and you've got studios in different locations, I guess that probably helps, doesn't it? But then I do wonder how that, as you say, that works of resources being shared and stuff. But, yeah, definitely one to look forward to. Luke, are you into Dragon Age? Is this something that piques your interest? 
Uh, yeah, so uh, big fan of the the series. Um, I'm, the the teaser was a bit boring, if I'm being honest, and I'm kind of at the point where I'm really sick of Bioware teasing games at the moment. Um, mainly because um, one, they're a long way away, right? Um, relatively what do you think? speaking. Yeah, I mean, Dragon Age is is a couple of years. Mass Effect's yeah. probably going to be further than that. Um, and it's just getting to the point where I don't really need to see a lot of teasers for these games. Um, I'd rather them just kind of go silent and, and you know, when they've got something more substantial to show, show it. Um, because if anybody remembers, they were at the Game Awards last year with Dragon Age. Uh, and they showed a kind of uh, development trailer with little tiny bits of prototype work and and kind of work in progress environments and it, you know, it looks it looks quite nice. But I think when you say you know here's a gun that you, you're going to have a look at Dragon Age, you kind of go into it and expect something a bit more than what we got. I think which was just basically a, you know. <laughs> Here's a setup for the story that kind of everybody knew was coming, except for the fact that the they've kind of they've oddly um, changed. So Inquisition had some DLC, uh, and its final piece of DLC um, focused quite heavily on how the future of that world would go, and and the the uh, the main en- enemy uh, antagonist in that is called Solus, and he is in uh, the new Dragon Age game. He seemingly the, the antagonist of that. Um, but the whole point of the ending of the old ones was, or well, the, the last DLC for Inquisition was that you, as the Inquisitor, would kind of choose where you would go with Solus in the future, i.e. it was trying to set up the future games. But it looks like the the Inquisitor's not in this one now. It's actually a new protagonist. So it's kind of like a, oh, well, like that's kind of less interesting if I don't get... You know, it kind of feels a bit more epic if you're continuing like a story from a past game and you could import your character and stuff, but it doesn't like you can do that. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it, but it's just, it's so early that I'm just getting tired of seeing it <laughs> already, you know? <laughs> Again, it kind of goes back to the issue of when you, especially when you see these teasers and just seeing so many different titles on show, actually, there's always something that's going to take your interest and peel your eyes one way or the other, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, next little title I actually quite look look of, and this is actually one from Sega. It's called Endless Dungeon. It's mm-hmm. like a almost like Diablo kind of isometrics camera down style. Um, well, it's an Endless Dungeon. It's a, a roguelite tactical shooter. Um, this is quite cool. Look, a little co-op game coming to consoles and PC. Um, the next big title that we did see after this, and it got really bumped because of the fact that this is a title being developed from a company, sorry, by a company from South Korea. And it's always obviously nice to see uh, developers that aren't necessarily from the Western region, someone like South Korea, we don't really hear a lot about. Um, but they released a, what I would argue, quite a long trailer to a, their game called Crimson Desert. And this was over f- just under five and a half minutes long. Now, I liked the look of it from the start. I thought it I thought the game looked interesting, an RPG, you know, medieval RPG type game, um, open world action adventure type thing. Um, but I kind of started to get bored of it after about three minutes in, and it went on for a further two. Uh, Flap, what do you <laughs> think of this game? Did you think it went on a bit too long? Do you like the look of Crimson Desert? 
Um, that's a fair point, to be honest. I, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that it went on too long because I <clears throat> I was taken in by how beautiful the game looked. I thought the graphics at some point were kind of photorealistic at some point. I mean, I'm <clears throat> you know I'm guessing that's on a, a top end or high end PC, and you, you know unless you've got one of those high end PCs, it's not going to look like quite like that by the time you get it. But I was really impressed with how pretty it looked at the very least, and um, kind of reminded me of a cross between sort of Valhalla and Skyrim, really, and. To be honest, both of those games are my kind of bag, so I, I was I was kind of pleased to see it, and um, it was also quite nice to to see different aspects of it because a little bit like Luke was saying, you know, um, it, the, the entire show was a little bit dry in certain points with with regards gameplay and stuff because there was quite a few CG trailers, so it was quite nice to see some gameplay. But like you say, yeah, perhaps it, you know, on reflection, perhaps it did go on a little bit too long. I, I, I'm surprised. It got as much as excitement out of Jeff, out of Jeff, that it did. Um, he seemed to really sort of push this one. Um, perhaps they paid a little bit more than everyone else. I don't know. But, but um, do you reckon that? Do you reckon that might also be because of the fact that it is from an Asian company? Again, South Korea. You don't really hear about South Korean developers, and obviously now they're on what I would argue is the big stage. Do you reckon there's a? Re- do you reckon that's part of it? Like a marketing push to for an Asian studio? Um, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, you, yeah, I, I guess you might think it's an even playing field, but yeah, actually, if you want to promote uh, sort of a game coming from a from a region that um, that traditionally doesn't have many games coming from it, then yeah, perhaps you might push that a little harder. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see, really. Like I say, I, uh, it's interesting to see what's going to happen to it graphically um, by the time it actually ends up um, at anyone's sort of fingers. But um, it, it, it held my attention. Yeah, Luke, do, what did you think of it? Do you, do you agree with those sentiments? Um, I, I, yeah, I, I think it went on for way too long. Like it was, it was too long a trailer. Um, it looked quite nice graphically. Um, I wasn't blown away by it. Um, it's actually um, a, a, a pseudo sequel to uh, a game called Black Desert Online. Um, and so it's an MMO specifically, uh, and uh, yeah, it looked okay. It was it was kind of rough. Uh, the animations in particular were really rough, um, which is fine, um, you know, because it, it doesn't come out I think until the end of twenty twenty one earliest. Um, uh, you know, I just in a world of lots of RPGs coming out you know, all the time, different scales, MMOs really have to do something to kind of get me in, and that just didn't. Um, but it'll have a good character creator if it's like Black Desert Online, because that had an amazing one. So, so I guess that's the, the biggest uh, thing that I'd look forward to about it. But I, I'd have to, I think I'd have to see a lot more of, you know, the, the kind of the grind of the MMO uh, element of it. Yeah, I mean, what you said about character creation there is a really good point. I mean, me personally, when it when I especially even if it's like a simple character creator, I'm not too fussed about it. I might just tweak a few like basic settings here and there, but I'd rather just get into the game. But I know people absolutely love character creation, and I know Cyberpunk is obviously a good example of a game which will let you do literally anything uh, from yeah. if the images are anything to go by. Um, it works, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, Next, we saw like a little skip between uh, after that reveal. So a little skip between Jeff and the Swedish chef from the Muppets, which I thought was a uh, a bit cringe, but a bit funny, I guess, at times. Um, but yeah, you know, the the Swedish chef from the Muppets is coming to Overcooked, which I thought was quite a cool little thing. Again, maybe a skit that went on a bit too long, I think, but mm. I didn't think it was too bad. Um, 
And then the next game actually that was shown um, was an indie title coming to PlayStation 5. Um, and it's called Seasons. And this was a a woman that was on a bicycle and it's almost like a cell-shaded world and almost discovering what the world is, I think, was, was the point of the game. It was it was quite abstract in its messaging, but it really intrigued me. And I thought, oh, man, it's coming to PlayStation 5 and nothing else from what I could tell, from what I remember seeing. Um, Luke, did you, do you remember this title? You... Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought it looked uh, fantastic. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was it's such an incredible art style, um, kind of really atmospheric as well. Uh, it, it just looked super in like the kind of game that i'm super into so it kind of immediately was like oh oh i'm you know i'm digging this uh so it'll be interesting to see um you know how, how it plays and stuff like that right because it's, it's quite abstract in a lot of ways i think yeah yeah um but yeah in terms of you know aesthetically conceptually it looks it looks brilliant um i i'd expect it would be one of those that's probably a timed exclusive for ps5 and it'll probably hit other other platforms in due course but but yeah i i think i think for stuff like that they they you know especially indie games they they tend not to be locked for for too long but um but maybe not uh but either way uh, i'll be playing it yeah uh flap do you agree with that did you like the look of this game yeah it it was okay it it didn't really probably i I don't know perhaps i'm not quite a fan of those sort of games um it looked okay uh I, i'm gonna have a ps5 at some point next year so um it may be something i check out depends how much it is or if it's on their game pass equivalent it, yeah. it was notable that it was one of um the two playstation exclusives that was on during this entire games award thing which kind of brings us on perhaps to something we can discuss perhaps a little bit later if we've got time about um kind of how playstation were kind of vacant for a lot of what was shown, I guess, but um, yeah, yeah. Say that we're going to try and talk about a little bit later on. Um, yeah, it, 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 it kind of looked okay, uh, and and it's probably something I, I might pick up. Um, like I say, if, if I've got nothing else, kind of on my gaming calendar at, at that time. Mm. No, that's good. No, I, I thought this game looked fantastic as well. As you say it's quite abstract. We don't really know what it is yet, but it was just the art style and the general feel of the game. I thought looked really good, and knowing it's an indie title as well, I thought was fantastic. Um, after that, we got a, we got a Black Ops Warzone Season One trailer. Again, I'm yet to jump into Black uh, into the new Black Ops, but again, Warzone personally doesn't interest me that much. To be perfectly honest, I much prefer the standard multiplayer of the Call of Duty titles. Um, so hopefully, I'll be jumping onto this at Christmas anyway. At least the multiplayer. Um, Flap, I know you may me. Do you mirror me on that one? You're not a big fan of Warzone. We like kind of like the multiplayer. Yeah, we're big multiplayer heads, aren't we? On Call of Duty, Warzone, we've won a couple, and we it's it's all right. But um, I think a lot of the cheating that was going on with the cross-platform sort of put me off a little bit. I mean, I know it happens in multiplayer as well, but not to the same degree. But um, I'm more sort of fast-paced, ten-minute games than sort of a long, drawn-out strategy type one. Yeah, uh, Luke, do you agree with that? Are you a Warzone fan, or uh, I'm I'm not. No, I'm not even a. Well, I am a Call of Duty fan, but strictly single player. So anything multiplayer yeah. is an immediate bathroom break for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can completely understand that. Um, the next one actually was actually really interesting, the cinematic, because it opened up um, and then out of nowhere, we saw Vin Diesel, of all people, very quickly recognisable. And this was eventually the reveal for Arc 2. of what was uh, Again, that was just short of five minutes, but I found this one a lot yeah. more interesting to watch. Um Luke, what did you think of this? I've, I mean, I've not played the original arc, 
but <laughs> this one looked really good. What did you think? Um, I've got a lot of thoughts on this one, uh, if if you don't mind. No, um, go ahead. A bit ranty as well. So, but I'll try and I'll try and truncate it a bit. Um, so, first of all, anything with Vin Diesel in, I just can't take seriously at yeah. all. So, the fact that it was going for this kind of... In fact, the tone of the trailer in general was really all over the place. It was really strange, um, which I, I didn't like. Uh, and kind of... So, I already turned off, mentally speaking, you know, kind of, kind of put the game to the side. I'm not interested in whatever this is. Uh, then it came up that it's a sequel to Ark. Uh, which um, I have played uh, for a couple of hours, um, which is dreadful, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it is a absolute technical mess to this day. The studio that developed it, Studio Wildcard, are just notorious for releasing really broken, buggy, technically bad games. Um, and, you know... If it's anything like the first arc, which I assume it will be in general, except that this one clearly has a, a single-player component or a, a fo more focused single, starring Vin Diesel, of course, a more focused single-player component. Um, I, I'm just not interested at all in it, and I think anybody celebrating that game as an exclusive, because I think it's an exclusive to the Xbox in terms of console, you need to reevaluate what you celebrate <laughs> as an exclusive. And I hate to be like really harsh on the game; it's not even released. But I have no faith in that studio at all. So, um, and and Ark is, you know, if it is like Ark in a multiplayer sense, then it's this kind of weird uh, survival slash kind of construction game with action and it's got a cool setting like and i think that's shown in the trailer right it's got like an interesting world um but it, it's just not good like it's just it's just not a good game uh and and no and no amount of vin diesel is going to change that so um what was more bizarre was then the animated series that has like the biggest budget animated series cast i've ever seen starring like russell crowe um, and it's it's as if um, I was watching the Easy Allies coverage of it, and it was as if they were like, "Is Ark a big thing? Like, are they making it a big thing here? Because like, it's it's never really been that. Like, it's got a following, but it's not a huge thing. So I just found the segment just totally bizarre, like an acid trip, basically. Like a you know, it just didn't fit anything that I expected Ark Two to be. Um, and yeah, I, I won't be playing it. <laughs> very very strong opinion there uh, Flap, what do you think? Did you, do you agree with that? I couldn't agree more if I'm honest in fact a round of applause for Luke on that one uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel nah it, straight, to be honest, you know, if he'd just been a generic character I think it may have held my interest a little bit longer but the fact it was yeah. Vin Diesel all, instantly he's like right, okay, no thanks um, you know, it was in that god awful Fast and Furious game. I can't even get that out of my head. I saw some YouTube videos on it about how broken it was and how crap it was, and just you know, uh, yeah. And to be honest, like you say, you know, when we learned it was an Xbox exclusive at first, it's like, oh, that's an Xbox exclusive, and then, and then my second thought was, oh, <laughs> it's not yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> go sort of singing and dancing about, but perhaps you know, I, I'm I'm with Luke on the fact that you know I'm, I'm not an Ark fan in any way shape or form i fully appreciate there probably are some art fans out and that's fine and if you like the look of that game then brilliant but um certainly not for me i'm afraid yeah i mean i did i mean i did say that i'd like the trailer i mean i thought it was cinematically quite cool watching but yeah i'm not really an arc fan either and well, what you said there yeah it was cg though wasn't it i mean it, it wasn't yeah exactly 
And as Luke was just saying as well, like you know, they even announced an animated series of it with again some really big names like Russell Crowe. I think David Tennant was on there. Um, is it Elliot yeah. Page now? Is the name like quite a few big names are part of this series? Which does it, is it really was series worthy? Well, maybe it is. It must be because they're making one. But uh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, uh, Scott, do you, what do you do? You like the Ark Games? We've got some strong opinions against it here. I'd argue. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I Did you like seeing Vin Diesel? <laughs> I'm going to disagree with Luke for the second time tonight and say I think that Ark's a fantastic game and Vin Diesel's a <laughs> 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 No, I'm, I'm joking. It was really, really was the low point of the show. Thank God for that. Yeah, I think um, if you compare, uh, so, so sorry before, before I had some some computer problems. If you compare um, Crimson Desert, I know you were discussing that and how it was a rather long trailer, um, but that trailer, I was engaged the full time. It didn't feel like five minutes, but this arc trailer was just, it went on and on. And it just, I was just like, is yeah. it never going to end? And then at the end of it, I I think I tweeted about this afterwards. Like, have I just sat through all that to get arc two? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I didn't like, care about any finished. of the characters. <laughs> I, I didn't have one ounce of care for any of the characters. If, if they'd all been eaten, good. <laughs> <laughs> It, it really, it really was a little point of the show, and I know Aaron Greenberg was out there, you know, celebrating the fact that it, that it is console ex- exclusive. But it's not something I'd be shouting about. I, I, I did try the first arc. Um, I didn't get, I didn't get into it. I think part of that was the technical troubles that the game has that Luke touched on. Um, but in terms of popularity, I believe, and I would love for someone to correct me if I am wrong, I do believe it's one of the most popular games on Game Pass. I believe it's very, very popular. Um, if you look at like the, the most played list, the most popular list on Game Pass, I do think it's always up at the top of those lists so that might explain why Microsoft you know, went to try and get it exclusive to, to Xbox. Um, but yeah, I do, it, it, I do. it really didn't grab me at all. What you just said about Game Pass, I find interesting because I do wonder if it's always on the top of the list. Because at least on the PC, on the PC front of Game Pass, when it first came out, because there was like about only ten games on the platform, and Ark being one of them for the longest time. I wonder if it's just because of reasons like that why it's always on the top, just because it's got so many downloads from the fact that it had such a small library to begin with that that's one of the only few games people could play, I guess. But yeah, I kind of agree with you all, really. That yeah, you know, I'm not really much of an Ark fan. As I said, I did enjoy the cinematic trailer because I, I think. I quite like just the cinematic stuff anyway, but whether or not that means the game's going to be good, I, I don't know. And I think I'll never know, because I'm not even sure if I'll really play this one, if I'm honest. I, I also don't get, um, you know, saying about Greenberg um, celebrating it on, on Twitter, I, I kind of don't, I mean, apart from that little factoid about being it up, you know, up there in terms of Game Pass plays, etc., um, I don't really get why Microsoft would go out and like look to get some kind of publishing or some kind of console exclusivity on this because ultimately it's just a service game and like they've got like really good service games of their own. They've got Sea of Thieves, they've got you know Grounded that'll kind of be developed and you know and, and added to. So I don't I don't really get the rationale for it, um, particularly when it's such a controversial game in terms of how it performs and you know. <sighs> support for it and it's just weird i mean maybe that's just me really hating arc but yeah it just didn't make a lot of sense yeah i think um uh, was studio wildcard was also the studio that released um a game in early access i believe called atlas um, yeah the pirate type yeah which um i think when people dug into it was basically just a skin over arc i think yeah settings it essentially had the same menus a lot of stuff from from arc which doesn't give me any hope that 
they're going to put in the effort for, for, for this sort of game, especially considering the technical issues that the game had, aside of whether the game was good or Vin Diesel's in it or not. Um, I just don't <laughs> think I've really got too much trust in that developer based on my limited, ex- and I will say my very limited experience with their games, but, yeah. you know, the arc when I played it was a mess. Um, and then I was actually fairly interested in Atlas when I first saw it, but then when I realized what it was, I completely lost interest. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like there's a. I don't think I'll be touching Arc based on your recommendations then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know what it is? I just, I just thought I'd have a quick look there. So I've looked at the Game Pass app on mobile, and if you go to the most popular section, the very, very top game is Arc Survival Evolved Explorers Edition. The very wow. top game. Above Tons Control. Yeah, above Destiny, above <laughs> Doom, above Fallout, above Forza. <laughs> very top of that list. So it wow. must be popular on, on Xbox. And that is obviously the reason why they, they've, they've tried to get it uh, exclusive for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose if anything, we can argue to toss over it all night, but if it has a big fan base for it and there's the appetite, then I can understand it's probably a bit of a moneymaker in, in some forms, I guess. <laughs> um, I, will, I will stop moving this on a little bit because um, we've got a few other little announcements I'd like us to talk about. Um, I'll very quickly breathe over this one. So we had a new Fall Guys Season 3 trailer, which is all Christmas-themed with snowmen and penguin outfits and mm-hmm. snow-themed levels and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we also had a trailer for a game called Outriders, which is a Square Enix and people can f- people can fly uh, free player co-op shooter set in a desperate sci-fi universe. Is the uh, the tagline I've got here? Due consoles February the second, twenty twenty one for all platforms. Um, I won't spend too much time on this one. I didn't think too much of it, especially when I see three player. I always begin to question the design choices because. Every time I see three, I always think, why not make it four and then have the option to do two V2s or whatever else? <laughs> uh, does anyone agree with me there? Any particular thoughts on the term, like specifically free player co-op? It's the one gripe I think I probably had with Gears 5 as well, when that kind of went from four player to three player. And I found, I, I understand that was story driven in that particular aspect, but I don't know. I just think free player is always a bit of a, a, a downside, I think. Do you guys agree with that? What are your thoughts on, on that? Three's the new four pucks. I think mm-hmm. I think that's basically the, the way it is. I think um, a lot of games have it. You know, Destiny, Apex Legends are, are two big games at the moment that are limited to three players. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really, really excited for Outriders, though. I think it looks I think it looks great. Um, a lot of the stuff I've seen from them recently. They they recently did a um, a video which I think discussed their post game content, which I believe are called Expeditions. I think. Uh, yeah, it's actually one of my most anticipated games for next year at the moment, I think, outside of obviously Halo. But uh, yeah, everything I've seen from it so far is is great. And I'm really, really look, looking forward to it. Every time they show it, um, I get more excited for the game. Wow. So I don't really remember too much of it, for perfectly honest. So I think I might have to give it another look. Uh, Luke, have you have a similar mindset then? Is this a game that you're looking forward to? Um, it, it, it is, actually. It wasn't uh, when it was originally announced because it's from uh, People Can Fly who did, um, amongst other things, uh, they did Bulletstorm and uh, I think they did Gears Judgment as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I really love both of those games. I know some people don't really like Judgment at all, but I quite enjoyed it. Um, but I was really hoping for something kind of single-player driven, which this isn't. It's more of a Destiny-type game. Uh, and initially, it looks kind of rough when they showed it off, but gradually, as they've showed more and more of it, it looks actually really nice now. And it looks like it could, and I hope it is, one of those rare service games that launches with a lot of content day one, you know, like kind of a fleshed out 
uh, story and a, and a fleshed out world and, and plenty to do and, and just a good investment. So um, so I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Um, you know, I don't know how it will turn out, but it, I think it looks quite interesting. Mm. Flap, do you think the same thing? Is this yeah, a game that's piqued your interest or...? Yeah, it has. And to be honest, I'm a little bit like you. It's kind of missed me by. So it's very much on my radar at the moment. And it's quite nice to know we've only got a few months to wait before we get our hands on it, to be honest. Mm. Um, I I kind of agree. I I think um, Warzone did trios before they did quads, didn't they, and stuff. And there was that trend for for three players in the team. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I've never really been into Destiny. I've given it a few goes so that type of games never really appealed to me but uh, no i'll certainly give outriders a go mm, yeah i want a similar foot in there um and that kind of probably leads on to the next game as well which was evil dead the game now mm. the term evil dead apparently is a horror franchise but up until this point i've never heard of it um but i quite like the trailer i can't remember if this is coming to xbox or not i know it was a playstation game um but this is a a team-based multiplayer, you know, horror survival type thing. And I think it's similar in that it's kind of got famous horror villains in it, if I remember correctly. Um, do you guys like your horror survival, like multiplayer type games? Uh, Flap, let's start with you on that one. Are you a fan of those types? Yeah, I don't mind the type games, but this one didn't really do anything for me, if I'm completely honest. It's kind of okay. It, it's it's the sort of thing I actually enjoy watching other people play, to be honest. I quite like tuning into some uh, some to some YouTubers that, that play these sort of games because the pressure's off and you can just sort of sit back and watch how, how other people play these sort of games. But Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. Yeah, it's not really the sort of thing I'm going to pick up, I don't think. Yeah, Luke, do you think are you of that same mindset or are you really into these types of horror games? Um, so I, I, I really love Evil Dead as a franchise. I uh, love the films, uh, but this type of game, yeah, not not really my bag. Uh, I think I don't know if it is by the developers of Friday the Thirteenth, but it's very similar to that game by the looks mm. of things. Um, maybe a bit more team based. Um, so yeah, not it, my love of Evil Dead isn't enough to make me want to play that game. I think is what I'm saying. Yeah, Scott, are you, do you also mirror that comment, or is it is this something you really like the look of? Yeah, I'm, th- this trailer, It's. I think this is the type of game that I'm really not going to play unless it comes to Game Pass. <laughs> um, I know that's maybe a little bit of a theme, but I, I am a big fan of, um, I played a fair bit of Friday the 13th, and also um, more recently Dead by Daylight, something that occasionally crops up, and you know, our multiplayer rotation, you know, if we fancy something a, a little bit different, I really enjoy that game. But both of those games are games I wouldn't have played if it wasn't for for, for Game Pass because they they're games that I'll jump into maybe once a month for an hour or two with friends. You know, at the end of the night when we've played the, the other games, when we we'll do do a little bit of that to to finish off the evening. Um, so I'm I'm probably not going to check this one one out to be honest. So let's let's say it, it comes it comes to Game Pass. But yeah, I, I was a big fan of Dead by Daylight in particular. It's yeah. coming. It's coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, uh, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. So basically everything. Yeah, coming to the Switch as well. Wow. Yeah, I think it was one of those games that maybe the the trailer and the platforms that were shown was maybe a little deceiving. Possibly was it one that was shown uh, mainly for PS5, and it was kind of is it coming to other consoles? I I, th- I think it might be one of those. I, I might be wrong when I say that though. Yeah, no, I think I, I agree with you there. There's definitely a few mixed messages with some of the marketing in terms of what games, certain, sorry, the platforms that certain games are coming to. Um, interesting. And we did actually get a, uh, 
a Nintendo Switch exclusive announcement, which was for the remake of, I think it was the original SNES game called Ghosts and Goblins. That's getting a, uh, a resurrection, as it's called, for Nintendo Switch. That's coming February 25th. Um, I think Ghosts and Goblins was on everything. I think it was on the Genesis oh, was Mega Drive and all sorts, I believe. Um, say, is that say, right? Yeah, I'm sure it was. Switch exclusive on this one. I don't think it's going to make you buy a Switch, though, is it? <laughs> you know what? I've, I've decided to buy a Switch the other day. So it's not because of Ghosts and Goblins, but yeah, I'm going to purchase a Switch in the in the new year. So Wow. Um, I'm surprised to hear that. You're usually very anti-Nintendo. No, 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 that's not true. I'm not, I'm not anti-Nintendo at all. I'm just non-Nintendo, shall we say. <laughs> okay, that's a probably better use of words, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we actually, after that, saw some extra footage for, I believe now this is a PlayStation 5 exclusive, if I remember correctly, for Returnal, which, again, we got a bit more of a gameplay this time around. This is coming March 19th next year. Um, so when I, when I saw the first cinematic for this, I thought it looked really interesting. But when I saw the gameplay, I, I kind of wasn't sure anymore <laughs> if it was my type of game. Really? Yeah. I don't Wow. I might, well, have to I, I might have to rewatch it. I'm not sure. That's bizarre, because I was the polar opposite. Um, this was the second PS5 exclusive of the evening, as far as I'm aware. Second, second of two. Yes. Um, I when I saw the gameplay trailer, um, and again that was back in the state of play in August, I believe. I was a bit like, nah, whatever. And perhaps that's because it was, you know, amongst other larger titles. But when I saw the gameplay for this, I thought, oh, it actually looks like something I could really enjoy. So I'm really surprised to hear that you had the polar opposite experience. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I kind of saw it, and I, I thought it was going to be a bit more of a thriller type type game, but it looks quite more actiony, jumping about, shooting stuff. And I think my own expectation for the game was different from what I saw. I guess so that's why I feel maybe a bit disappointed. I certainly, I certainly agree that the trailer probably didn't do the gameplay justice, or vice versa. Yeah, I mean, Luke, am I talking rubbish, or do you think that as well? <laughs> uh, I mean, so. Anything that Housemark makes, I will buy. So I was already in based on that because they've made some <laughs> incredible games, uh, stuff like Next Machina and Resogun, etc. And this is their kind of first AAA style game, but it's still distinctly Housemark because it's got a lot of bullet hell stuff going on, as you saw by the gameplay trailer. Um, and it's it's a, it's basically. <laughs> I guess the way I would describe it is the biggest budget roguelike you'll ever see, right? Because that's that's the conceit of the game. It's it's a roguelike game, uh, but with this huge budget and a full story. And I just think it looks incredible. I just think it looks super cool, uh, super interesting. Um, and I think it's well-deserved for Housemart to get kind of a, a big budget, you know, to actually make something that can stand up to AAA games. So... I really can't wait for it, but I, I know what you mean in terms of. I think I think probably if you knew that House Mark were making it, you'd expect what the game is. But if you saw the original trailer, you might expect maybe something a bit more third person action adventure action kind of, uh, you know, very narrative driven rather than what it actually is. Where yeah, narrative, narrative is a big part, but it's 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 like a it's a roguelike game, so it's it's only within that context. Yeah, I think that's what's thrown me off of it, really. Um, Scott, do you think the same thing? Oh, again, do you, did you like what you saw? Did you have different expectations, or was it very much in line with what you expected? Yeah, I think I think you're by yourself here, Pucks, mate, if I'm being honest. I'm, I'm very much uh, with Flap and, and Luke on this one. I think um, uh, Returnal was probably one of the, well, from my perspective at least, the most um, interesting thing that Sony showed at the, um, at the PlayStation Showcase when it was first revealed. Um, so I'm... I'm I mean, I don't have a PlayStation 5 and I'm 
unlikely to get one in the near future and it comes out in March, which is a bit of a shame, but I haven't really liked what I've seen of it so far. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it looks it looks great. Um, I hope I get to play it one day. And I, th- I know a lot of people are fans of Housemark, and uh, I think I've seen a lot of people with similar comments to, to Luke's that they're pleased to see Housemark get a bigger budget for, for this type of game because I think they've been on record in the past. I think they've said things like when they've tried to go bigger budget, they've been less successful. And when they've maybe gone smaller with things like Resogun, they've been more successful. So hopefully they, they, they get a... Well, they've got a crack at it here, and hopefully, hopefully, it's a massive success for Because I think, yeah, this is one of the most interesting PlayStation games coming next year. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I might have to rewatch the trailer again then, because I don't. Know, maybe I'm just misremembering it. Because, but yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it from what I remember right now. So, yeah, maybe I don't need to revisit think, the trailer. I think, if, I think if you disassociate the trailer with the gameplay and just take gameplay at face value, then you know, sort of judge whether you think you might like it from that. I think it might be one of your games, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking in the chat now. I can see a few comments here. She's the elite saying that when he gets a PS5, they'll be getting Returnal. And I think I've seen a few oh. other titles saying they really like the game. Uh, She's also says that it's a different type of game to House Marquee as well. So uh, I'm going to have to check it out. I mean, I'll definitely look at it more nearer the time. But yeah, maybe I've just mislooked something. Mm. Um, but the next title is one that I actually really like the look of. And this is from the makers of A Way Out, if you remember, which was the. Yes the co-op split screen game and this is very much the same type of game and you know what? i actually saw indie gamer in the chat hi indie saw you jumping in earlier um saying that he's really looking forward to this and i completely agree um so this is a, a co-op game very much a split screen two-player co-op very much in the same way of a way out but you're two people almost turned into into dolls i guess mm. and uh having to kind of rekindle your relationship and you're kind of working again with each other on this kind of split screen adventure. And, and that got quite a long trailer as well, but I thought this game looked absolutely fantastic. I played a way out relatively recently and I thought the way I never really thought how well the game would work when I saw it <laughs> revealed a, a couple of years ago, but when I actually played it, I think it's fantastic. And I think that type of gameplay is so unique. We've not really seen it before. And the fact that they're carrying on with that same trend with this new It Takes Two, I think is fantastic. That's the name of the game. I can't remember if I said that properly. The game is called It Takes Two. Um, I think it looks fantastic. Uh, Scott, did you like this game? Did you ever play A Way Out as well? Is this something that you would be interested in? So I'm really, really interested in this game. So I think Joseph Farris is one of the more interesting characters in the industry. And uh, every time I see him, I'm kind of, I've got expectations that I'm at least going to be interested at, at what's about to be shown. I haven't had the opportunity to play a way out, if I'm being perfectly honest. The main reason for that, though, is, and, and this is maybe the problem with the approach that they're taking with these games, is unless you've got someone to play it with, you can't play the game um obviously they've got around that by having you get one copy and two people can play it but i've just not had the opportunity with anyone that's also interested in the game to play it so if anyone on the panel or anyone in the chat is interested in playing it, especially with it being in game pass ultimate uh let, let me know because I absolutely i'm game. there yeah, yeah I'll play. No, i'd definitely be interested i'm sure yeah. people in our chat would be interested yeah. to play as well <laughs> yeah absolutely i thought it looked really interesting i thought the concept was great it's just a shame that i haven't had a chance to play it. and that's like i say the the only downside to to that type of game really um but this game when he when they were going to show it i was expecting something more along the lines of a way out in terms of a more serious sort of gritty tone but it, it was it was completely on the different end of the spectrum to what i expected but i thought i thought it looked i thought it looked really really good and um hopefully um i'll be able to 
play this one when, when it comes out, actually, because I thought, thought it looked fantastic and uh, certainly one of the highlights of the show for me personally. Oh, I completely agree with that. I thought this game looked brilliant. Again, the cinematics and I, I don't want to say quite, I don't want to quite say that it looked like a Pixar film, but you know, it's that kind of style yeah. that I saw and I thought it was absolutely fantastic in the way it was shown off. Uh, Luke, did you really like this game as well as much as we did? Yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, I played um, A Way Out with my partner and we both loved it. Um, played Brothers before that, which which um, Joseph Farah's uh, was director on as well, which is an incredible game. Uh, and he just has these like really cool, interesting ideas. And you know, the point of It Takes Two is essentially to kind of get as much gameplay, um, you know, variance in the, in the game as possible. And I just thought it looked just actually really incredible, like how many different kind of like you know levels and scenarios that there are. And it looked really nice visually. Um, it, it just it's. You know, I'll definitely be be playing it because I just think it look great. No, I completely agree. Flap, did you do you also uh, mirror those comments as well? Did you yeah, see yeah. you like a way out? Yeah, I loved the way out. I thought it was a fantastic game, and I've only played it the once, and I, I really need to play it again. There is one thing that really annoys me with a way out, though, and I, I, I'm guessing not any, many other people share this. One of the protagonists has got a really big nose. Like, yes, <laughs> some feasibly large nose, and it really pisses me off that they've allowed that to happen because it, every time I see it, it just kind of knocks me out of the experience a little bit. It's, it's almost comical, but um, it's like the old mint card adverts, isn't it? It's ridiculous. <laughs> isn't it? Why would anyone get that? Who signed that off anyway? I think, um, I think that's sorry to interrupt. I think that's actually um, Joseph Farris's brother. Um, the, oh, no. that's that character model, yeah, yeah. I've inadvertently <laughs> insulted the. Oh no! Anyway, oh, it's, it's only a joke. Don't worry about it. Sorry, I absolutely love that game. Uh, if anyone's familiar with Zero Punctuation's work on YouTube, it's a fantastic um, YouTube. It's been going for years. Zero Punctuation, and he he basically rips games to pieces. It's only about five minutes long. Very well animated, and he does one on on a way out. And uh, I encourage you to go and watch that. But no, I thought the mechanics on a way out absolutely fantastic. Loved it, and I thought the. The element of around sort of patching up a relationship on this one was a great idea because obviously a way out's got some twists and turns in it, shall we say. Um, but even as you're playing, you know, you can get a little bit aggy with each other as you're kind of climbing up the wall, trying to bust out of jail and stuff like that, you know, if you don't get your timing right. And it is, you know, I can imagine couples playing this and, and sort of getting a bit aggy with each other. But the ultimate goal is to just have a good time and mm. sort of get to the end, as it were. And I thought it was a great idea. Really no, good definitely, idea. Definitely. Yeah, one of the highlights to the show for me as well oh i completely agree with that i'm i am going to speed through some of these because i realize time's getting on and we've got a number of more of the bigger things we want to talk about so i'm going to whisk through a number of these so we also got revealed finally this release date for super meat boy forever which is the hard tough as nails precision platformer that's coming to the epic game store december 23rd we saw a, a new trailer for odd world soul storm that's coming in spring 2021 for playstation 4 and 5 uh, we also saw some Elder Scrolls Online uh, announcements, actually, specifically for the Gates of Oblivion expansion, which I yeah. thought was really good. I mean, I've not played Elder Scrolls Online personally, but I love Oblivion, and I think I saw that symbol slowly engraving itself onto the uh, the elf woman's 
book in the trailer and I thought, oh, wow, Oblivion's going to be part of that universe now. I thought that was a really good addition. I've put many hours into Elder Scrolls Online and it's a different experience. Don't don't go into it expecting, you know, um, Elder Scrolls, you know, the standalone type game. It is very much an MMO and it does keep taking you out because, you know, you'll, you'll go to fight an enemy or, or go to talk to someone and then you'll see that they're talking to someone else in the game, you know, which is obviously an MMO, MMO yeah. issue. Um, but I was excited to see Gates of Oblivion. It's quite nice to know that they acknowledge that because it was one of my favourite games of the 360 era Oblivion. Oh, Oblivion. I completely agree with that. I loved Oblivion. So it's actually yourself that helped get me into the game. Yeah. Um, but, ah, oh, man, I love that game. We've got so many fond memories and so many hours put into it. Um, we also saw a trailer for Monster Hunter Rise and an upcoming demo. I think this is also this is coming to Nintendo Switch exclusively, I believe, or at least as a timed exclusive in 2021. Um, we got revealed the Among Us uh, map or the new map for Among Us, which is due to come out, which was, I think it was called the Airship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, that's when we saw the t- uh, the cinematic reveal for the Master Chief finally being revealed for Fortnite. And again, we kind of, we we spoke about this after the Kratos reveal. And I think this is actually quite a interesting and a really good marketing step for Microsoft because I, I remember on that last show, I think it was Mads at the time who mentioned that he knows so many younger people who see the character but then don't actually understand or acknowledge that he's actually a character from a game franchise called God of War. And I can only argue then that there must be so many young people out there who are enjoying and loving Fortnite but then just don't know or see how many other fantastic IPs and franchises exist. So I think this is a great inclusion to help build the hype for Halo next year. And I think this is such a good move. And especially if you have Xbox and Game Pass and you can jump into the Master Chief Collection and play Halos 1 to Halo 5 now, I believe, on Game Pass. I think it's a fantastic addition. Uh, Flack, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I quite like the, the crossovers. and so, I mean, it's a cross-platform game anyway, so it, it makes sense in a lot of ways, I guess. And I guess, you know, some of these games are sort of homogenizing into sort of something bigger than they are themselves, if that makes any sense, you know. So if yeah. you get external characters coming from some large franchises, I, I think it's a really good idea, to be honest. And like you say, there's an element that there's some youngsters out there that don't really know who Master Chief is and may be a little bit curious. And the same for Kratos as well. Um, yeah, I can't see that it's a bad thing. I, I, I really can't see any any sort of bad thing in that at all. I yeah, I, I've seen a number of interesting articles. I think from more of the the hardcore loyal fans of those franchises saying that they think it's a they it makes a mockery of the characters because you can make them do basically dance moves and everything else which they would not characterically ever would have ever done. But if anything, I help, I think that help kind of brings the charm into it. I think it's funny. You know, I I saw it and I did it again with the Master Chief because I actually bought the skin for the game and I quite enjoy playing as the character in the game. And yeah. I think I find it just a music comically amusing that you can make him do stupid dances <laughs> uh sx2 do you are you of that same mindset do you think this is a great marketing step or do you think it potentially um ruins the character a bit by making them do things out of character if that, if that makes sense no i i'm in complete agreement with yourself pox i think it's uh i think it's a really smart move and uh, even as someone who's massive into halo like i'm someone who will read the books um you know i'm i'm massively into it i'm I'm definitely not of the opinion like it spoils the character or anything like that i think i think it's just a really really smart move by microsoft it even i downloaded fortnite on um over the weekend because well i want to play blood gulch in fortnite um and i haven't played fortnite in a long long time but i think as you've touched on so far really is just opening up a new 
audience to Halo, which when you consider what you know, Halo Infinite's got its release date of uh, sometime in fall 2021, that's going to be really, really smart. You know, the multiplayer is going to be free to play. They're probably going to want to try and get as much of that Fortnite audience as possible. Um, and what better way than putting the chief in, in the game in, in the first place? So, and I thought it was actually a really like clever and a little bit funny, the actual reveal, reveal trailer itself where the, the fish man walked up to the fridge and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was a really fun, lighthearted trailer. And if you think about the audience and the, the type of people who are playing for, and obviously I know there's a wide spectrum of people, but obviously there's a large sort of younger um, audience for, for Fortnite. They're going to look at that, they're going to laugh and they're going to want to buy it. And then obviously Microsoft at home, that they're going to want to play Halo Infinite in, in a few months or in 12 months time. So yeah, really, really smart. And um, I don't think it takes anything away from the character at all. I think that's just I think that's just people being silly, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and no, I agree with you there. And what you said there about Blood Gulch, it's actually one of the first things I jumped into. And it's it's crazy how, how the memories come back of the first Halo playing that map and then seeing it in this universe and playing Capture the Flag. If you're yet to jump into it, I'd highly recommend you give it a go because the map is uncanny and how close and how similar it is to the original um, I definitely encourage anyone to drop in and give it a go, even if you're not a Fortnite fan, but love that Halo map. Uh, Luke, do you mirror those comments as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it's, uh, I, I, you know, brought a smile to my face seeing it, you know, uh, same as the other day when, when Kratos was revealed as well, and the Mandalorian, actually. Um, so uh, I, I just think it's it's really great, um, really fun. And, and yeah, echo the comment about, uh, it's just great for the franchises because, having you know getting more people exposed to the character means that more people might go and play the game and that's that's good for all of us you know people go and experience those franchises for the first time so um yeah it's i won't play fortnite but it doesn't interest me but uh i think it's super cool no i completely agree um next title on the list was um kind of the anime action rpg called scarlet nexus which finally got a release window of summer 2021 um, again, I'm, I'm aware of time, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. But this is a game I'm not really into the, I, you know, I like the anime style, but there's not many types of games that are in that style that I've fully enjoyed in the past. Um, but this one has really piqued my interest, as well as a game called Astral Chain that's on the Switch as well. Uh, I think some of the few games that I've really enjoyed that are in this style. And I think I'm quite looking forward to trying this one out nearer the time. Now, I, be I, I believe this is an Xbox exclusive as well. Please correct me on that panel if you think I'm wrong. Yeah, well, Microsoft I, I, would like you to believe that, Pucks, but unfortunately, that's, <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of those sneaky, sneaky trailers, unfortunately. So, I, thought, uh, I thought it would be. I thought it would be. Um, but the next, the uh, this next one actually in, uh, surprised me, mainly because of the fact that it's a, a big reveal for a mobile title. And this is the Just Cause is coming to mobile in a kind of, again, like a Diablo top-downy isometric-like mm. shooter. And I thought it was quite interesting how... You know, a, a mobile game of you know has been given such a big a big spotlight, but you know it deserves it. I know the Just Cause franchise is very much beloved by a big cult following, so I thought it was definitely interesting to actually see a debut of a mobile um, title. But there's no release date revealed for that one. It was just that it's it's coming, so we're going to look forward to that one. Um, and then the second to last announcement here was um, a the new single player title from the League of Legends creators, Riot Games. Um, called The Ruined King, a League of Legends story. And this is kind of like a, a single-player turn-based RPG with the main kind of popular characters from the League of Legends universe. Um, it's only about a two-minute long trailer, but 
I, I watched it. I thought it was interesting. Um, I personally, I think I'm not much of a fan of turn-based combat. I quite like live-action combat when it comes to RPGs. Um, this is a game that I thought, if you definitely, if you're a League of Legends fan, I come and I, I know League of Legends is such a popular title across the world, especially in the esports scene and beyond. So I can only ever see this game doing pretty well amongst that crowd. Um, just very quickly, uh, panel, because I do. I'm aware of times, as I said before. Um, are you into League of Legends? Uh, and is this something that you think you'd like to dive into? Uh, Flap, I'll start with you, actually. No, it's not really on my radar at all, to be honest. And I've got to be honest, you know, even the trailer didn't really particularly put it on my radar. I'm, I'm not a fan of turn-based RPGs or anything like that at all, to be honest. I like to get in there and, and use my skill set to take people down. I don't like clicking things based on numbers. and That's just not my bag, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I share that sentiment. Uh, Luke, have you the same following, or do you like those types of games? Uh, I, I do like uh, turn-based games, but it, it probably like Flap, that just didn't it, it didn't grab me at all. And and I think it's diff- it's going to be difficult to grab people unless you're a League of Legends fan. If you are, you'd probably be really into that. Yeah, but definitely. For me, I was like, nah. Uh, Scott, are you the same here as well, or do you like League of Legends? You're a secret esports player. <laughs> I'm not a League of Legends player, but I I am very um, I, I do really like Team Fight Tactics, which was like the auto battle, auto chess type game that was spun oh, okay. off from from League of Legends. Um, so I've played that quite a bit. I really really like that game. It's it's something completely different. I don't know if you's, if anyone's actually played any of the auto chess style games. I think it originally came as a mod from Dota. So I, I was familiar with a lot of the characters that they showed off in the trailer. Um, and I was actually really, really intrigued with the game. Um, I played a game called Battle Chasers Night War on Game Pass a while back. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of that, the the turn-based um, combat. Um, really, really interested, actually. So I'm actually quite excited to, to, to check that out when it, when, it, when it comes out. And like I say, that mainly just comes from my sort of familiarity with the, with the characters from playing Teamfight Tactics. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite excited to, to check that one out. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, now, before I reveal the last title that was uh, announced at the Game Awards, I would like to very, very quickly just sidestep a bit because one of the big things which I noticed as part of this, and one of the things I wanted to get your opinions on, was that apart from the two or three kind of PlayStation exclusives that we saw, we actually saw the Microsoft and the Xbox Series S and X logos and announcements against pretty much every other title which was released tonight. And I know we've been quite vocal and critical of of Microsoft's kind of marketing scheme and strategy and from what we've seen. Um, I guess one of the things I, I have missed, actually, um, with, with regards to that advertisement, because we've said before, what could Microsoft do to help push Game Pass? And one of the things that we saw was actually a segment for Game Pass itself. And not only did we see that Elder Scrolls Skyrim, the special edition, is coming to Game Pass on December 15th, we also saw the reveals of the Yakuza, I think, three through six title. Yep. I know, Scott, yourself, I know you're a massive Yakuza fan, and I believe VJ is as well, and I know many others are. And my main question, really, is for all the times that we've been very vocal and critical about the marketing strategy of Microsoft or lack thereof compared to PlayStation, from what you saw at the Game Awards uh, on Saturday night, do you feel that this is the, a good and great start in a turn of the advertising that Microsoft are putting out there. Um, Scott, I'd like to ask of you if I can on this one. Um, do you Did you like the marketing that you saw from Microsoft? Do you feel that Microsoft had a, a strong following out there of, of throwing out the Series S and X, throwing out their brand name and saying that all of these titles or the majority thereof, you can look forward to next year on Xbox? 
Yeah, I think um, I think Microsoft did a really, really good job. And to touch on an earlier point that we discussed about maybe the lack of enthusiasm towards Xbox from certain members of that organization, um, it, that is very strange when you consider how much sort of um, love Microsoft gives the show, uh, especially when you look at last year, they revealed the bloody console uh, at, the, at the Game Awards last year. Um, they revealed Hellblade 2, uh, which was arguably one of the best announcements of, of the show last year. Then again, this year they've came back and they've revealed Perfect Dark, which again, arguably was one of the best announcements of the show. So Microsoft obviously take the Game Awards very seriously. Um, they're, they're obviously, um, they want to promote the the Xbox brand there. And it's, it's no wonder why when you consider the viewership figures that, that they get. But I don't think it's a change in tactics from Microsoft. I don't think this is the start of Microsoft kicking um, kicking off their their marketing campaign for for, for 2021 or anything like that because, like I say, they've they didn't do as much as they did last year. Obviously, it's basically impossible to do that until you're ready to to launch a new console, but they've shown that they care about the, the game awards and they've shown that they want to reveal things here. And I think there's an expectation now that Microsoft will show at least one big thing at the Game Awards going forward. But because they've done these big things in the past, I don't think it's a, a change of tactics from Microsoft. I think it's just a, um, it's just how Microsoft view the Game Awards and how that fits into their strategy of, of revealing and announcing games, especially when E3 isn't quite as as big as it as it once was. As an Xbox fan, I was really really pleased with everything that they showed. Really pleased. I was. Um, pleasantly surprised at the amount of stuff that that was shown, actually, especially after Aaron Greenberg came out before the show and mm. tried to sort of temper expectations. But I don't think this is the start of something big. I don't think this is going to be the catalyst for where we're going to see Microsoft and Xbox everywhere over the next couple of months. Um, I think the next time we see this is just going to be fall of next year as we ramp up to Halo Infinite's release, especially with the Halo 20th anniversary, um, especially with that being free to play um, or the multiplayer element of being free to play sorry um i think that's when we'll see it ramp up again but i don't see too much changing over over the over the next couple of months to be perfectly honest uh, that's fair enough um but that's another question for you then is that regardless regardless of that of those comments which obviously perfectly valid despite the fact um sorry regardless of what you just said sorry we did see a lot of titles here which we know are coming to xbox a number of those are exclusive as well so do you reckon then as an xbox fan or as an xbox player that are you now more happy that you can see what is coming your way into the near future next year so that you can now, because again, we've said in the past about, you know, the whole Xbox has no games narrative and all that kind of stuff. Um, are you happy to, or do you feel um, satisfied now that that is not the case no longer at all? There is actually plenty of new content coming to Xbox and exclusive to Xbox. And that's where you should be playing. Yeah, I think personally, yes. Um, but I'm not too sure the Game Awards did much to change that. I think I was already in a position going at the Game Awards where I was already of that mindset. I was already excited about what was going to be coming in the next 12 to 24 months with the stuff that they've shown. Um, so I'm, I'm not too sure whether the Game Awards has, has changed that mindset. If you look at the stuff that they showed, the thing that I'm most excited for from the Game Awards is Perfect Dark, which is a little way off. And the the, the game I'm most excited for uh, in 2021 from from Microsoft's perspective is Halo Infinite, which apart from the Master Chief showing up in, in Fortnite, um, didn't didn't really make an appearance. So I, I think Xbox fans will come out that show really happy, especially with 
uh, Perfect Dark in particular, I think a lot of people will be excited to check out Microsoft Flight Simulator, um, which was um, the first sort of series console exclusive that Microsoft are going to have, which uh, I thought was interesting as well. Um, things like Warhammer Dark Tide being exclusive. Um, we, we talked about Arc 2. A lot of people are seemingly going to be excited about that. So I think there's a lot of things for Xbox fans to be excited about over the next 12 months. But me personally, the stuff I was most excited for is still a little bit further out. I think next Game Awards will probably be talking about the same thing where it's like Perfect Dark might show up again, or if they do an XO 21 next year, it might show up up there uh, but things like fable are a little further out um so i think for me personally i, I was really pleased really excited for what they showed but i don't think the the game awards and microsoft's present there changed my mindset i changed my opinion too much but it was already really positive going into it if that makes sense yeah no i completely understand that um luke i'm gonna throw the same question your way if you don't mind um what, what are your thoughts on what we saw on the, of the uh, the game awards and seeing the xbox logos thrown on pretty much every title on there do you think are you happy of or um yeah are you happy and satisfied that as an xbox gamer that you've got a lot of content coming your way that you can look forward to into the near future and beyond yeah yeah i think um i think clearly microsoft have made the game awards an event that they like to you know um show something significant at uh and this year i think as you say it wasn't just perfect dark but it was kind of these little things to get thrown in at the same time so game pass stuff and you know games coming uh to xbox that have xbox marketing etc so i think that's good i think i agree with scott uh in a lot of ways which is that you know i think in terms of being an, an xbox game and, and having a series x you know i I know that the future of that platform is going to be full of games and there will come a, a kind of point where it will just be non-stop big releases, right? But we're just not there at the moment and it, it's just a bit far out, right? I think that will start when Halo Infinite comes out. That kind of cadence will start gradually building up from that point. Um, and so, you know, it, the Game Awards are great in terms of showing things like you know perfect dark but again it's it is far out it's going to be as far out as fable and as other games so um i, I just i just think that they did a good job in terms of um keeping xbox on people's minds and uh, i do i do really appreciate that they go to shows like that and and still have big announcements like perfect dark you know and, and i really didn't expect it there from what greenberg said because uh uh you know he, he kind of tried to temper expectations but really that's a bigger game announcement than hellblade 2 was for example so um yeah i i, I think they did i think they did well and i think it's it's good you know um for the future but it didn't change my my excitement in many respects just because of the reasons you know previously discussed no no that's fair enough um flap i'm also going to throw the same question your way before we move on to the the last announcement of the Game Awards. Um, what are your thoughts on what you saw at the Game Awards in regards to the Microsoft messaging? Um, are you happy and content with what's coming to Xbox in the future? Or do you mirror the comments from both Scott and Luke? No, I, I completely mirror the, the co uh, comments from Scott and Luke, if I'm completely honest. Um, <clears throat> like you say, you know, we pretty much knew what was coming. We, we even knew the initiative game was coming and we had high um, suspicions that it was um, perfect dark anyway so you know none of it was earth shattering and you know let's face it they were never gonna top last year's announcements and stuff um no, i think course. out of i think it's out of six i counted uh, and bear with me on this one out of six 
competitors, shall we say. I think Microsoft had the best outing, um, <clears throat> beating Mark, uh, Nintendo uh, only slightly in some of the games that were revealed. I think Nintendo had a, a relatively good show. Um Sony, I don't really think turned up at all. There was two exclusives, none of them, neither of them first party, um, which surprised me because, like I say, you know, there are lots of eyes on this. Uh, uh, and the other three, in case you're wondering, Facebook gaming logo popped up quite a lot. During That's a the very show. good point. Yeah, we saw three different segments, didn't we, for Facebook gaming? Yeah, so, so that popped up quite a lot. So that intrigued me quite a lot. We, we've obviously already discussed uh, Stadia, that their logo was on a lot of games at the very end. You have to look for it, but it's there. Uh, and obviously, uh, Luna was was con- kind of completely missing, which kind of surprised me as well, really. Um, well, I certainly didn't see it if it was there. So there was lots of um, stuff missing, I suppose. One thing that I thought was missing, in fact, two actually, from Microsoft, I, I thought we might see a little bit more of Crossfire X, if I'm honest. That, that wasn't there at all. Um, and I thought, I was hoping we'd see an update to Hellblade 2. I thought that was this would be the perfect show to show us what's happened in the last 12 months because obviously they showed it first time uh, roughly a year ago. Um, so I was really surprised we didn't see the, the, the long-rumoured updated trailer there. So um, I, I can't say I'm disappointed because obviously, you know, that, that's probably above and beyond what what's, uh, I should have probably expected in the first place. And to be fair, you know, Microsoft did show two first-party titles, obviously, uh, the initiative's perfect dark and also flight sim um I- i'm very surprised it's coming in summer next year uh, i don't know what the extra year on series x and s is going to do for them um because i i got to be honest i was expecting it to be a launch title with the series x and s this year so um seems like they need an extra 10 months on it which just surprises me to be honest um so again, like Scott and Luke, uh, it, it's more of the same. It, it, it was on track uh, as far as I'm concerned. Nice to know that the initiatives game is out of the bag, as it were. Um, and like Luke was saying, it's just a waiting game with with Microsoft. And there's lots of promise and hope for the future. They've just got to, you know, just got to wait for them to deliver on it now. Yeah, no, I completely agree with those comments, and I, I don't really think I can say much more to add on to that. Um, the only thing I would like to add on is that one of the things I did like is that we did see. I really liked the, the kind of the virtual kind of blow up of the of the Series X and that actually mm. AMD Ryzen actually got its own little kind of, mm. you know, 30 second segment to say that, you know, Series X is powered by the new generation of Ryzen, which I thought was quite an interesting little thing because we also saw quite a lot of different adverts and advertisements for PC gear and all the rest of it. So it was quite a, a diverse mix, I think. So I completely agree with the comments here. Um I am aware we're kind of overrunning. I do apologize, but I've, I can't end this, I'm afraid, without the... Uh, about talking about the last teaser of the of the Game Awards, which of course was Mass Effect. I mean, I, I admittedly didn't play Andromeda, um, although I did hear it got quite a bit of flack. But I very much loved Mass Effects one through three, um, and I thought they were fantastic titles. So to see that little sneak teaser at the end of it, I thought was absolutely fantastic, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what becomes of a new Mass Effect. Um, flack. I'm actually going to start go top to bottom on this one. Uh, what did you think of uh, of the Mass Effect teaser? Has this got you excited to know that there's a new Mass Effect coming? Yeah, it has. And you know what? Exactly the same as you. I played one to three. Um, didn't play Andromeda. Really loved the one to threes, playing Shepard and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was great. Great to see the little N7 logo. Uh, just brought back loads of memories, lots of nostalgia and excitement for the future. Um, like I say, I just, I just hope Bioware do this one justice, to be honest. Um, it's a great game. It's a great franchise. Just like I say, let's just hope it's the game we all want it to be. 
Oh, definitely. Uh, Luke, what were your thoughts on the on the Mass Effect trailer? Are you a Mass Effect fan? Is this something that's kind of got you excited to what's new What's new in the Mass Effect universe? Uh, so, yeah, a huge Mass Effect fan. Um, even 3, I mean, ending aside, I actually thought 3 was, was the best game, uh, again, apart from the ending. Um, but uh, I think, as we said during the pre-show, you know, this would have been a great thing to for me personally to end on had they not already basically announced it in a blog post like a couple of weeks before so for me it fell a bit flat because uh it was kind of like well yeah i know that mass effect is continuing because you, you've literally just said it it is you know a couple of weeks ago <laughs> so I, I don't really need a, a cg trailer to to confirm that um i like that liara was in it at the end and that it seemingly does take place after uh the events of the third game probably some time after um so that's all very cool but it's so far away that i just you know i can't really get that excited for it <laughs> just you know and after after the mess that was andromeda it you know they really need to deliver on the next game because i think if they don't then that's pretty much it for mass effect mm. as a franchise that's you know it's done so um yeah so i am excited but uh, you know with a bit of trepidation in there and the announcement itself didn't blow me away because i already knew it was coming because Bioware told me, so why tell me <laughs> No, no, that's completely fair enough. Uh, Scott, what are your feelings on this? Yeah, I think I think I should probably start by saying I'm maybe nowhere near as big as uh, a Mass Effect fan as, as you guys have actually played the first one, and it didn't really grab me as much as it did others. So I'm probably going to ask somebody else to finish this segment off after me because I don't want to I don't want to end it on a negative um, kind of note. But I am looking forward to playing the legendary um, collection. And I think it's early next year that that's coming out to, to try and get back into it because I know um, a lot of people uh, were big fans of two and three. Um, so I, I never really give those a chance because one didn't grab me as much as I would have liked. I think they're reworking one. So I'm going to give that another shot. But just to echo what Luke said, really, with it being something that I think they only spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, it really wasn't that long ago where they had revealed it's, you know, it's, it's, it's in... Uh, I think they mentioned at the time it was a small team of veterans that are, that are beginning work on it. So we know, first of all, that it's it's miles off. It's it's years and years away. And because they'd only very recently revealed it, it kind of did lose some of its impact. Um, I think it would have, uh, as Luke mentioned, it would have had so much more impact if they hadn't said that it was coming. And then this was the big reveal. Yes, Mass Effect is, is, is coming back. But also at the same time, I don't have an awful lot of confidence in Bioware. I think if you look at the, the their more recent work and obviously some of the managerial changes that, that have taken place there um, quite publicly recently, I'm not too sure that Bioware really excite me um, in maybe ways that they, they have done people in the past. So I, I think it'll just be a case of wait and see, but I think that's the main problem here is the fact that I know we're going to be waiting a long, long time. But I, like I say, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out the collection of um, of the remasters or uh, next year when when they come out i want to give those a shot and then that might change my opinion on on the uh on, on the new announcement no that's perfectly fair enough i mean if i'm honest i'm i'm not quite i must not be a, a bit as big a mass effect fan as i think i am because i i hadn't seen this blog post which potentially uh potentially announced it prior so for me this was actually a nice a nice surprise at the end of the show which has kind of got me quite excited where it's going um so i'm really looking forward to this game um Again, as I have always, but as you said yourself, Scott, um, 
yeah, I'm aware that there's rumours, or I can't remember if it's confirmed or not, about a trilogy coming next year. And I think I'll, that's definitely something I'd like to play again to kind of help me get back into the world of Mass Effect again and see what it's all about. Um, outside of that, I, I, I'm aware of the time, so I think that about wraps up the show today. Um, if you don't mind, gents, I, I've really enjoyed today. I think it was great talking about the different games which are coming on the Game Awards. Um, obviously, we covered the, the general kind of... A, went out briefly over the the winners of the actual awards but again i don't think that's what many people really tune into the awards for as we said at the beginning of the show we very much love to listen uh, and watch the new game announcements um i suppose before we do finally wrap it up though i think i would like to just throw one quick question to each of you quick fire question just to say that you know what did you think of the game awards in all uh, and what was your standout title of the evening um uh, scott i think i'll start with you if you don't mind um for you what was your standout title and did you think the game awards this year was was good i think is the, the main question yeah i think um yeah i thought it was great show overall um personally i didn't have particularly high expectations going in and i think they they delivered especially i think they do deserve credit for putting the show together under what would have been ridiculously difficult circumstances Definitely. i can't imagine the technical feat of getting all those live feeds and all that and it went off without a hitch so i think they deserve a lot of credit from that perspective um but overall i just think it was it was a it was a good show and we were discussing in the pre-show and i don't think the game awards is the right name for it it's obviously it's a it's a game announcement show with some awards scattered in there you can tell that by the speed that they rattle through some of the awards they'll they'll maybe um, reel off like three awards at once and other than the, the very final award they, they don't really make too much of a song and dance of of the others and it is largely around uh, about the announcements and that's where the viewership uh, comes from but it, it was a really well presented show like i said technically went off without a hitch and i think the the team behind it deserve a, a lot of credit and as an xbox fan i came out really really pleased as well you know um even if there wasn't anything other than say perfect dark i would have come out of there come out of the show thinking um that's that microsoft had a good show so yeah really really pleased overall so it's perfect dark the 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 one big announcement for you that made the show yeah, definitely. I think that's um, you know, heads above anything else that was revealed at the show for, for, for me personally. I think um, that was the one thing that I kind of wasn't expecting. I think Microsoft did a good job of tempering expectations because I, when they said that, I thought, nah, there's no chance they're showing anything big. And then when they got when they eventually revealed it, I was really surprised and really excited. So yeah, perfect dog. Definitely um, announcement of the show for me. Oh, fantastic. Um, uh, Luke, what, what did you think of the show overall? And what was your game of the show? Uh, so I, I thought it was a good show. Um, it exceeded expectations for me. Uh, I wasn't expecting a great deal. Um, but I, I, I came away, you know, quite impressed by what they'd done in terms of, you know, actually having a show in a COVID era like that. I, what I was really impressed by actually was stuff like the awards themselves, you know, having people on video calls and then, you know, there, there seemed to be no technical difficulties at all. It all went really smoothly. So I, I mean, that was super impressive. And I think a lot of credit has to go to, to Jeff Keighley and, and the, the crew that he assembles to do that because it's not an easy thing to do. Um, and then in terms of content, you know, like I said, it exceeded my expectations um and i think for me uh the game of 
you know the show as it were was the callisto protocol um so the 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 dead space creator game um you know i'm just super excited for that and probably closely followed by perfect dark uh slash returnal even though that wasn't a new announcement you know it just they had a really good trailer so uh yeah some good stuff there no i completely agree with those comments but it definitely was a, a, a technical management there was definitely a tip top on the show as you say going around any hitches uh, finally, Flap, um, the question's the same again to you before we wrap up the show. Uh, for you, what did you find of the game? How did you find the game mode, sorry, overall? And was there any particular game that was your game of the show? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. And, and if this show proves anything, you know, even getting us four together consistently for the whole two hours or whatever, you know, proves proves to be difficult because there's so many external problems that can happen so yeah kudos to to jeff and, and his team to just to make it happen um it, it, you know it, like you said it's not an easy thing to to do and it, yeah it went flawlessly so i thought it was fantastic i enjoyed it as a show um the pre-show that they the pre-show seems to be the thing nowadays doesn't it i can't really see the point of the pre-show i'd probably rather have a more concise sort of action-packed main show i think um although i think actually the pacing of the of the awards show was actually pretty good actually to be honest and um i do quite enjoy the award side of things uh, that, that was quite good it is nice to have that it, it is a strange mix of you know the awards and new reveals and i think yeah lots of people are there for different reasons and i I was mainly there for the new uh, reveals, but I actually quite enjoyed the awards side of it as well we actually asked the community i'll, I'll put out a tweet um about what did what did everyone think of it? And out of 133 votes, uh, nearly 60% loved it. Um, another 30% thought it was okay, and only 12 were slightly disappointed, I suppose. So um, yeah, overall, everyone seems to like it. I think Microsoft had a, had a great outing. Like I said, they were never going to top last year. I think they made the most of it from a marketing and getting the message out point of view. I think Perfect Dark was a was a great thing to get out there, and, and was obviously their big one, as it were. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to next year's, if I'm perfectly honest. Oh, oh, sorry, what did you say your game of show was? Did you have a game oh, of show? Well, yeah, Luke stole mine, I'm afraid. I was a bit annoyed when he said that. Yeah, I thought Callisto Protocol looked fantastic. And like I say, I could have watched another 10 minutes of that trailer. Just, uh, yeah, sat back with me popcorn thinking, right, what's going to happen next? It just <laughs> it, it got me. I really enjoyed it. No, absolutely. Again, uh, and, and for, as for myself, I thought the show was really good. I didn't really have many expectations. I was kind of ready to be surprised, and I definitely was by quite a few titles on there. Um, and uh, again, it's been mirrored three times already, so I'm not going to say it again. But yeah, but you know, the technical magic behind it was absolutely flawless, and I thought it was incredible how well they ran it. Um, but for me, I actually really, I'm really looking forward to It Takes Two. Uh, that game has really got me intrigued, mainly because of the art style and the general kind of feel of the game. Um, and again, uh, and the small Sega game Endless Dungeon as well is a game I'm quite looking forward to playing. It's those those types of art styles and gameplay mechanic feels are, the, are definitely my kind of thing. So I'm definitely looking forward to those. Um, but yeah, that's about all like, the questions I have for you chaps. So thank you all very much for being here. I hope you've enjoyed being on the show and talking. And uh, I've, I have neglected to chat a bit tonight. I do apologize. There's been quite a lot of content to try and get through in our in our two-hour window, which I'm aware I've overran. Um, but I hope you've all enjoyed it. Thanks for staying here and tuning into the show. Um, I've got a few of you still here. I've got uh, Malesko, Wakondan, Xbox News Today, The Indie Gamer. Um, oh, that's quite a lot of names I'm seeing here. But yeah, thank you all for still being here on the show. Um, I will just wrap up by saying, where can we find each of our panel members if you so wish to communicate with them outside of the show? So I'll go from the bottom. So 
Scott Essex too. Thank you very much for being here. I hope you enjoyed being on the show. Um, and where can we find you? Yeah, um, I, just to start off, Pox, um, pleasure being on the show again. But I would just like to say, fantastic job yourself, mate. <laughs> you've obviously <laughs> oh, thanks. You've come in. You've, 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 you've been great tonight. So um, really well done there, mate. Um, if anybody does want you. to to, to uh, jump, uh, I guess follow me, find me anywhere else. Uh, Twitter's probably the best place. You can find me at SX2 Gaming on on Twitter. Fantastic, and I appreciate the comments there. Thank you very much. Uh, and Luke, I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, where can we find you on the socials? Yeah, yeah, great show on Echo. Um, Scott's comment, Pox, I think you did a, a great job, very smooth, Just, nearly as smooth as the Game Awards. Nearly. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, really enjoyed that. And yeah, you can follow me um, at LukeSteel90 on Twitter. That's great, thank you very much. And uh, well. You know myself and you know Flap. Uh, obviously, he's the, the main host of the show. I've uh, taken the co-hosting seat as a one-off as I help put the topics together for this one. Um, I know I'd like to assume that most of the panel, uh, most of the chat, sorry, know where to find us, but I don't like to assume. So, Flap, where can people find you to talk to you if they so wish to? Yeah, good point. Well, first off, yeah, you've done a fantastic job, my friend. Uh, that comes as no surprise to me. I hope you've enjoyed doing it. It's quite nice holding the reins, isn't it, I suppose, and sort of steering the ship, as it were. Um, no, you've done a fantastic job, and uh, I never doubted that you wouldn't be a fantastic job, in all honesty. So well done, mate. I hope you've enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter as uh, at Flap2, but most people try and contact me through at Green Pass Gaming. That's probably the easiest place to get me. Um, we do lots of content on, on on Twitter and, and bits and bobs. I try not to spam people's uh, inboxes, so we try and make uh, our posts relevant and entertaining and stuff. Um, and obviously on YouTube, it's great if, uh, if you've got anyone new listening, if you like, enjoyed the show, it'd be great if you could hit the uh, like, share, and subscribe buttons at Green Pass Gaming on YouTube. Um, yeah, got more content coming. I think perhaps um, in the new year, Pucks and I, we need to sort of uh, not reinvent the show, but make sure we stay inventive and ahead of the curve. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that we can put together a bit of a Christmas show next week as well with some community guests as well. So I'd love everyone to be able to tune in. Um, and hopefully a few of you might even get invites to be on the show. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. No, that's great. I uh, really appreciate the comments. Uh, thank you very much. I've, I have enjoyed it. I won't, I won't lie. I did feel a bit nervous at the beginning, uh, taking the reins for the first time, but I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Again, I love talking about games with you guys and all the chat as well. It's what we're all here for. So I think it's all fantastic that we can help, help, help get the flow by just talking about this great stuff. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Uh, and to those in the chat, again, you can find me at Puxley AR personally. Um, I do a bit of game dev as well. I'm just kind of slowly starting to kick off. So if you'd like to slowly look at what I do on there, you could follow at BumblePucks as well, which is my handle for my game dev stuff. Um, and as Flaps already said, of course, you can find the pair of us at Green Pass Gaming on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook uh, by searching for Green Pass Gaming. Um, and again, as I always say, we also have our Xbox Socials Club as well, at Green Pass Gaming as well. And once I have my Series X and a few games under our belts, we hopefully hopefully plan to do some tournaments and some gameplay uh, get-togethers at some time in the future as well. So we have all that stuff to look forward to. And yes, next week's show is going to be our last one of the year. It's going to, I don't want to call it a Christmas special, but it's basically what it is, uh, a relaxed show where we talk about the year. And uh, as Flaps already said also, we're going to, have a think about what we'll do with the show next year to help move it forward. So there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Um, 
And with that, um, that's the end of the show. So thank you very much to the chat. Thank you, panel. And hopefully take care of yourselves. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. And we shall see you in next week's show.